93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Monday, February 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A high wind advisory is in effect until 6 o'clock tonight with wind gusts expected to reach 50 to 60 miles per hour at times today. The wind is causing scattered problems in the area. Pico is reporting more than 6,000 power outages. Now, those high winds caused a tree to crash into a home in Delaware County. The tree sliced through the roof at 3 a.m. Monday on the 900 block of North Orange Street in Upper Providence Township. Two people and two dogs were able to escape without injury. The homeowner, Steve Oloski, uh, says that the tree came through five to ten feet from where they were sleeping. He said they heard the wind and a few branches hit the house, then what he described as a horrific boom. They woke up to find the tree coming through their closet. Uh, They were able to crawl underneath the tree, and they said get downstairs safely. He says that he can replace anything that's damaged. He's just glad that he, his wife, and the dogs are all safe. Police and fire crews were called to inspect the damage. It's a hell of a way to wake up. Yeah, Yeah. right? A maze landing man is facing human trafficking charges after authorities say he held three women captive and forced them into prostitution. On February 21st, authorities say they arrested 36-year-old L. Joshua and charged him with multiple counts of human trafficking, criminal restraint, and other charges. Authorities allege that Joshua held three women captive over a period of time and forced them into prostitution through violence, threats of violence, coercion, and provision of heroin. According to the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office, one woman managed to escape through a window and was able to alert authorities that two other women were being held against their will. Joshua was lodged at the Atlantic County Justice Facility. The state has moved to detain him and the detention hearing will be held on the 27th. More than 150 firefighters were called to Tredyffrin Township, Chester County, after a massive blaze ripped through a building under construction on Sunday evening. It happened in the 900 block of Atwater Drive. Firefighters arrived at the scene about 3.30 in the afternoon, with fire showing from the upper floors of the structure. Thick smoke billowed from the side of the building, and firefighters reported a partial collapse on the first floor of the southern side. The five-story building was a retirement community under construction called Echo Lake. No one was living in the building at the time of the fire. Fire officials say the fire started in the basement and spread to the upper floors. Firefighters were met with challenges like the strong winds and since the building was under construction, uh, they said there was also no stairways, there were f- holes in the floor and there was a lot of construction debris inside the building. Have you guys seen where this project is? It's right off of 29 and the, and the uh, turnpike and it's right by a quarry and the quarry itself is really deep down. So the construction, some of the construction goes right up against the where, quarry's where is this edge. Nick? Yeah. It's off of 29 in Malvern near uh, Great Valley Corporate Center. And uh, huh. right by, there's the um, Easy Pass on-off on off ramp of the turnpike there. Huh. But it's an interesting construction project. But uh, just looking at it from the outside, it gets dangerously close <laughs> to the quarry's edge. And it was, it's going to be a retirement home? Parts of it, yeah. There's, yeah. there's the retirement home. Where's there's Mrs. Also, Smith? There's, right. <laughs> the bottom of a quarry. That yeah. stupid easy pass entrance, though, it pisses me off because I've my GPS doesn't didn't discern whether, uh, you know, an on-ramp is an easy pass only on-ramp. Right. And yeah, it no had to- me go that way before no I had tobles. easy pass. And I was like, oh, man. Yep. Did you get a ticket? Yeah, of course I got a ticket. <laughs> you didn't have an easy pass? I, at that time, pass? I didn't. Okay. But the, my only option was to go like a... The only way to get onto... Because I was going to Hershey Park. Yeah. And the only way to get onto the turnpike was to go... My, my detour would have been like... Fifty miles well, <laughs> to find, you know, a regular on ramp. So when like, you go I through, don't, pay the fine. don't you suddenly feel like a criminal on the run when you go through? Oh, yes, yeah. I guess I'm living a life of crime now. Yep. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. Some residents were expecting to move into Echo Lake in March. No word on what will happen. In sports this morning. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! 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 
sacks are yummy. Najee Marshall scored 17 points, and Xavier used a big surge in the second half to rally past number 17 Villanova Wildcats 66 to 54 yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon. The Wildcats had three straight losses in the Big East play for the first time since the conference was reconfigured, and it was the only uh, it was only Xavier's second win against the Wildcats in the Big East. The Musketeers won their fourth straight, matching their season high. Meanwhile, Nova has fallen to 20 and 8 overall and 11 and 4 in the Big East. Up next for the Wildcats is a game on Wednesday night at the Pavilion against 11th ranked Marquette. The Flyers, who came from behind to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime at the link on Saturday night, are off until tomorrow night when they'll return to the Wells Fargo Center to play the Buffalo Sabres. The Flyers are still seven points out of the final wildcard spot, but just one point behind the Sabres. Game time is at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are on the road tonight with a game in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. And in other NBA news, the New York Knicks beat the San Antonio Spurs at home last night to avoid NBA history. The Knicks' 130-118 win snapped an 18-game losing streak. If the Knicks had lost, they would have tied the 1993-94 Dallas Mavericks for the longest home losing streak in NBA history. New York last won at home on December 1st, and earlier in the season, the Knicks lost a franchise record 18 consecutive games. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hey, man! How you guys doing? Doing well. Welcome back from uh, the weekend, and uh, we're back to a full week of work, and uh, all set to go. We have a new Word of the Week prize. In fact, we're going to give you wrestling in a room. That's what I'm calling this. Wrestling so, in a room. Yeah, four tickets, WWE live coming up on Saturday night at the Hard Rock in AC and we'll set you up with two hotel rooms for the night too. So Very uh, nice. In Atlantic City and some uh, entertainment should be pretty cool. So we will give that away on Friday. We'll start the uh, letter of the day at the end of the program today and that'll spell a word by the end of the week. We also have this other little thing coming up. It's a screening for Captain Marvel. Oh. Yeah. March 5th. Now, we're removing the screening location. Uh, we're going to be at the Regal Warrington. That's where this is. And we have 150 tickets to give away. Say what? Pretty sweet deal, yeah. So I can go ahead and start giving away some tickets right now. If you want to see Captain Marvel before it hits theaters. It's going to open on March 5th or March 8th. We're having the screening on March 5th. How about that? Well, of course, the advance word on it is wonderful. We'll take five callers at 215-263-WMMR. So that will be at 730 at the Regal Warrington. And you will need to be there by 7 o'clock. So let's go ahead and get the winning started right now. All right. Speaking of winning, Academy Awards were last night. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do a Cliff's Notes version in the Entertainment Report, and then we'll expand a little further later on this morning with some audio clips and uh, stuff like that. Embellishment. Talk a little bit more about it, but I'll just give you the quick rundown of who won what uh, last night in just a moment or two, because I do have some other entertainment stories to get to. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll dive into all of that. Another, We'll have a stupid question another giveaway in just a moment when we return. Uh, careful on the roads this morning. There's there's debris all over oh, the yes, place. Oh, yes, there is. And uh, you'll be kind of pushed around a little bit by the wind. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us this morning. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping, visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. 
Taking time for yourself isn't selfish. It's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hi, Grandmom. All right, Grandmom. We're going to do a stupid, stupid question this morning. Give away a pair of tickets to see the Lonely Island Wednesday, June 19th. A little ways off at the Met, though. Uh, and the question I have for you since the Academy Awards for last night, who is the oldest winner of the Best Actress Oscar? Mm. Oldest winner of the Best Actress Oscar. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. I'll go through some birthdays on Monday. February 25th, we have Rashida Jones celebrating a birthday today. I really like her. Yeah. Yep. Very talented. Daughter of Quincy Jones and Peggy Lipton, by the She's way. She's on a very funny show called Angie Tribeca. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's very naked gunny, it's right? There's totally like a naked joke gun. every yeah. few seconds. I just saw her name as a credit as a producer. I can't remember what it was on. Uh, but something I'm <laughs> I, I was unexpected. Fairly, uh, unexpected and fairly excited to see. I can't remember what it was. The Revengers? Mm, Revengers? Yeah. No. Okay. Set so no. a knockoff for the Avengers. Nick has pulled up a, uh, a list of producer credits for her. There's Angie Tribeca, Claws, Hot Girls Wanted. No, Good it Fortune, wasn't, you know. Home Mix, Hot Girls Wanted, A to Z. As a matter of fact, it wasn't producer, it was writer. She was a writer on something. Okay, she yeah. has five writer credits. Quincy, no. Hot Girls Wanted, nope. <laughs> Black Mirror, A to Z. Damn, I wish Celeste I, and Jesse forever. That's I wish it. I wouldn't have gone down this path. Guys. That's all she has. <laughs> but the Black better. Mirror episode she did, though, was called Nosedive. I remember that one. Uh, and that one, yeah, that one had uh, Bryce Dallas uh, Howard in And she it. wrote it? And I guess she was a writer. And that was a huh. really good one. Alice Eve was in that. Um, oh, good for her. So she's, uh, yeah, she's very talented, obviously. Uh, and she's 43 years old today. Chelsea Handler, who we just spoke to last week, yes, celebrates her 44th birthday today. I was surprised to hear that. Uh, so you know, she's coming into the to the Met with a uh, a show, but it's not really stand up. It's more sort of Q and A ish, Q and A ish, and uh, self help ish, and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, somebody's going to be interviewing her. Yeah. at her show. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but she turns 44 years old today. Uh, Sean Aston. He's been here before. Yes. Really, really nice guy. Lord of the Rings, uh, Samwise Gamgee, of course. But, he was uh, heck. He, he's the heart of the movie. He goes back to, uh, you know, he's a child actor. Yeah. Goonies and Toy Soldiers, which I, I, that's <laughs> yeah. a guilty pleasure movie of mine, man. He's, he's actually plays a very funny character. I believe he's the bodybuilding brother in uh, 51st Dates. He's always wearing mesh shirts. Pressed. Oh, yeah? It's hilarious. It's great. Uh, Sean Aston is 48. He sent me an autographed copy of Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he know you hated the movie? He knows how much I hated it, yeah. And he <laughs> signed a copy of it. That's it was pretty great. great. Yeah. That's right. He was Rudy. Uh, Taya Leone celebrates her birthday today, too, the actress. Uh, she's uh, 53 years old. Started off as a model. Yes. Very, very beautiful. Uh, and if, if you want to see a movie that she's in that does, she has no dialogue, uh, is a league of her own, a league of their own. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, she plays on uh, one of. She's the, a Racine Bell, right? I think she is with Racine when uh-huh. uh, when Kit eventually ends up on that team. But you see her at bat, and you're like, "Wow, who's that hot girl batting?" <laughs> and sure enough, it was before she was really uh, known as an actress. She was kind of she was more of a model, making her way into acting, and uh, she went on to have a, you know a great career. Still works and and does some good stuff. They had a look in, uh sort of. Gothish in uh, Bad Boys. Yeah, she had dark hair, yeah, yeah. black short hair. She looked great in yeah. that movie. Uh, so she's 53 today. 
And then the last birthday, she of the red glasses, Sally Jesse Raphael. Wow. And her uh, her trademark were her red frame glasses. And then she remember like about uh, halfway through her career, and when, when the talk show was humming along, she had some sort of facelift that completely changed the way she looked. Yeah, she looked nothing like the old Sally Jesse Raphael. So Sally turns eighty four. Wow, what? But back in the day when when her show was popular, there everybody had talk shows. Everyone, yeah. Everyone. Tempest Bledsoe. Gabrielle Cateris. Ricky Lake. Yeah. These were all, and they were, they were all did pretty well. Decent, yeah. Yeah. Good, well enough. Yeah, so Sally Jesse turns 84 years old today. Wow. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this question. Who is, speaking of older, who is the oldest winner of the Best Actress Oscar 215-263-WMMR? Let's go to Noah. See if we can get an answer. Noah, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, bud. So, Noah, do you know who the oldest uh, winner of the Best Actress Oscar was? I actually do. It's Jessica Tandy. Yeah, correct. Jessica Tandy. Hang on a second. Driving Miss Daisy. I'm taking your bony ass to the stall. Yeah, she was uh, 81 years old when she won. Uh, She passed away in 1994 at the age of uh, 85. Great movie. Uh, it is a great movie. So hang on the line, Noah. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see The Lonely Island. Wednesday, June 19th at the Met in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Pre-sale and complete details on the concert calendar page at WMMR.com. Real quick, at the box office over the weekend, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, was number one, made $55.5 million. Very nice. Followed by Alita Battle Angel. Uh, Lego Movie 2 was third. And then you had Fighting With My Family, Isn't It Romantic, What Men Want, Happy Death Day to You. Eighth was Cold Pursuit. Um, Then you had The Upside and Run the Race to wrap out the uh, top ten at the box office. And speaking of movies, the Academy Awards were last night. What a magical night. I began watching early, by the way, Preston. I watched all the red carpet coverage. Did you really? I'm never going to do that again. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> it was horrible. It's amazing oh, I how love bad. it. All right, but I, I love it. I think I feel like all the interviewers are just terrible. And, they, and they're why terrible. Is that? Casey, I would agree with you. Yes. Michael Strahan was the best. No, ever. you know who's really good, though? Honestly, Ryan Seacrest. I Ryan thought, he, Seacrest I thought is, he sucked, though. No, he I really, really did. I, yeah. No, but some of those other people who I really don't even know who they are, they were terrible. But I do like watching what the stars well, you show want the, up you in want and what the they're fashion, wearing. But I, I the like conversation it. is just unbelievably I could, annoying. I could probably do without the interviews. I don't care about those. Just play music and watch them come down the carpet. That'd be good enough for you. All right. Yeah, the questions are pretty much uh, so. Tell us a little bit about uh, so, who you're wearing. And... Right, they don't even right. do that anymore. Man. So yeah, you must right. be excited for tonight. Oh, I can't tell you. Yeah. Okay, move well, along. Well, then, if you're not going to tell me, then beat it, yeah. nerd. Yeah. How did you get in the mindset? Yeah. How did you learn to move like Freddie Mercury? No, you know what they were... Well, I watched a lot of footage... Hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours of footage. I saw them talking to um, Alice and Janney, and they were asking her, what was it like last year for you? I'm like, what? It was good uh, because cares? I won the Academy Award. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Shut up. I was excited to see. Did anybody else besides me watch Austin and Allie on uh, the Disney Channel? Anybody? I didn't watch Austin. Well, Allie was one of the correspondents. Her name okay. was Laura Moran. I was like, oh, no way. I knew that person. Yeah. I was I was probably more excited about that than anything else I saw during the red carpet. Well, so I'll just give you the, the list of the, the big award winners, and then a little bit later on we'll, we'll expand and play the, the audio clips and things like that. Yes. Uh, best picture went to Green Book. 
Yes. Uh, and a lot of people were expecting it to be the white, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Roma. Expecting it to be Roma, correct, which took home best director. Alfonso Curion uh, got that. Uh, yes, Kathy. I was shocked with the best picture. Yeah? I yeah. watched it, and I even, I think I, I even told you guys when I watched it, it was a really good movie, and I said, but not best picture worthy. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll go into the, the other nominees and stuff in a little while. Uh, leading actor went to Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Very happy to see that. Yeah, very cool. Very happy that he's, uh, he's dating his lead in the movie, too. Uh, actress in a leading role was Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Yes. So she got that. I, I was wondering what that kiss was. That they're dating. Rami Malek oh, is dating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I was like, wait Who a minute. Who did he kiss? His, 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 uh, um, his love interest in the movie. In the, the, movie. the, the woman that he, he oh, married. the woman. Okay. Because yeah. there were a few different love right, interests right, yeah, in the yeah. movie. Uh, so some dude with a mustache. Yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, it was the girl, yeah. Okay, it was the girl. I, I didn't know <laughs> Adam Lambert. Well, I didn't know if Rami was gay or not. I have no idea yeah. no, he, about uh, his life. So. He, he, he really sank a, uh, an intense kiss on her. Is her name Lucy Boynton? That's her. That's it. She's First time I saw her, Casey was in Sing Street. Oh, she's the model? Yeah. No way. Isn't she? Yeah, oh, so, man, yeah. I yep. didn't realize that. Yep. Okay. Uh, sporting actress went to Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, which is so really cool. cool. She and gave us a shout-out, Preston. <laughs> that was really nice of her. Yeah. And then uh, Best Supporting Actor went to Mahershala Ali for Green Books. So. Did you know he was a uh, D1 college basketball player? No, but I, I saw, this morning when I was kind of perusing around a little bit, I did see there's uh, apparently uh, some footage of him in... Uh, college playing basketball. I didn't know, but yeah. I was going to check that out. Huh. So. Yeah. I like that guy a lot. So we'll get into some of the details uh, about the awards and the clips and stuff in uh, just a little while. But those are the uh, the Academy Awards last night. Uh, moving on to other entertainment stories. Jesse Smollett's co-star on Empire is defending him on social media. Terrence Howard, who plays Smollett's character's father on the hit show, posted a shot of Smollett playing with a baby and captioned it, All your little homies got you. We love the hell out of you. Uh, his character, Jamal Lyon, has been dropped from the final episodes of Empire this year following the charges of the police, Chicago police, that he faked his own hate crime assault. If convicted, he could uh, face incarceration. Some slammed Terrence Howard for coming to Smollett's defense, uh, writing that he was a lying felon. Uh, when Howard saw the backlash, he responded with a lengthy post, and he wrote, The Jesse I know could never even conceive of something so unconscious and ugly his innocence or judgment is not for any of us to decide. Stay in your lane, and my lane is empathy and love and compassion for someone I've called my son for five years. It's God's job to, jo- to judge, and it's ours to love and hope, especially for those that we claim to have loved. There's nothing more harmful than a real friend. Listen, said. I think I know Terrence Howard because I nodded at him at the Plymouth meeting. Uh, Panera. Panera. Yeah. And uh, it, this may be from the heart, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll put it to you this way. If this was me and yeah. I did something as dumb as Jesse Smollett did, or if this was you that did something, I would hope that, listen, you're not going to condone my actions, but you're my friend and you've been my friend for a while. It's like, you know, and if I do something that's, you know, sort of out of character, I'm not asking you to condone it, but, you know, I would love it if you guys didn't. <laughs> just completely bail on me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and he, that's listen, all he's doing. Well, he's saying, yeah, he's just saying, you know, this is somebody he, who he's close with, and he's going to take his yeah. uh, side of it because. And yeah, he says, if it turns out that he did do it, he's going to beat the piss out of him. All right. So, I mean, not too long ago, there was somebody that you know we all know that it was you know something higher profile happened in the news. Yeah. And they were going to go to jail for it. And I just reached out to this person and said, "Hey, man, you know, I- I'm praying for you. I-, I hope you're okay." And it was just simple as it that. It was OJ. Because- 
It was not OJ. Okay. And, you know and OJ? And he, actually, I did talk to OJ. I got his <laughs> phone number. I talked to him, and it was chilling uh, to talk to him because I. After he, everything? Oh, after everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. We were in like a radio prep service, and somebody was like, this is OJ's cell phone number. You know, use it as your own, at your own discretion. discretion. And so I was like, I don't know if this is really OJ's number. So I called him. What'd you and say he, to him? I was like, I acted like it was the wrong number. I was like, oh man, I was sorry. I was, I thought it was my friend. I was just seeing if he wanted the golf. He's like, well, I'm on the golf course right now. I was like, oh my god, this really is OJ. <laughs> it really is OJ. He's gonna kill me. And then I like panicked and hung He's up the phone. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> well, he is a murderer. Uh, meanwhile, TMZ is reporting that uh, Smollett has evidence that contradicts the Chicago Police Department's claim that he paid uh, Abel and Ola. Usandario, uh, $3,500 to attack him. Uh, the site has obtained a copy of the check that he wrote to those guys, or to Abel, on January 23rd, six days before the alleged attack. And the memo line reads, five-week nutrition slash workout program, don't go. It doesn't, it doesn't say hoax? Don't go is reportedly a reference to a music video Smollett was slated to star in shirtless, and he was hoping to drop 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, other texts between the pair show them exchanging workout and diet reports and tips. But TMC opines that while this doesn't constitute proof that the attack wasn't staged uh, in a trial, the defense uh, just has to create reasonable doubt. So who knows what that means? So that continues, obviously, and is going to for a while. Uh, this is bad news for Amy Schumer. Her ongoing pregnancy issues are leaving her with no choice, but she's got to cancel the rest of her comedy tour. Wow. Uh, she's having a real tough time with to it. To be honest, I was surprised she was doing it at all yeah, because 30, she was having a really bad go of it. 37-year-old shared the news on Instagram Friday explaining that her hypermesis uh, gravidarium, uh, which is a form of acute morning sickness, has it does sound like a Harry Potter. so bad she simply can't make the, uh, the rest of her dates. Uh, she said due to complications from hypermesis, uh, I'm not cleared to fly for the next couple of weeks, oh, wow. and I'm going to cancel the remainder of my tour. She can't even get on the Nimbus 2000. Hypermesis Gravitomian. Uh, refunds are available at point of purchase. Uh, the baby and I are healthy, she said, and everything looks good, but I'm in my third trimester, and I'm still nauseous all the time and vomiting. This is what Kate Middleton had, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, uh, giving fans a full picture of her ordeal, she said, I vomit mostly every time I ride in a car, even for five minutes. I have a pretty good attitude about it, and some days I feel good for a couple of hours, but mostly it sucks. Uh, I wanted to push through and do my shows because I hate letting people down, and I love stand-up and money. Uh, But more than that, I have to think about my health and the baby. Uh, She announced that uh, she and her husband, Chris, are expecting their first child in October, and uh, since then she's had to cancel a string of dates due to the hypermesis. I wonder if this... Um, ever comes up like when when the kid's being a little brat? You know, I was like thinking 13, the same thing. Thirteen you, years old, like, do you punch you, him right in the face? Yeah, you little. Do you know what I went yes, through? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you've heard parents say that, but then you start, then you see the process. You know, my mother went through uh, an extended labor with me because she refused to let them use the forceps on me. Oh, really? Because it was a risk factor yeah, to right. pull to pull me out. Right. And so she went through the and you know. She she did not bring it up, but I was aware of it, and I would I'd always think oh, I better watch it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she has. Maybe she kept those forceps just to f with me. Khloe Kardashian is not clickbait. She informed uh, on Twitter generally, Thank you. and also she uh, she informed Mike Fleiss specifically. She was responding to the Bachelorette creators' claims that she was in talks 
with Chloe's momager Chris. Uh, rumors that Chloe's sister Kim tried to squash immediately. When Mike responded to Kim's tweet that uh, his claims about Chloe being the next Bachelorette were f f I'm sorry, <laughs> fake effing news big time. By tweeting that she was out of the loop, he was clearly playing with fire. Kim called up uh, her group chat with Chris and Chloe and tweeted out a screenshot of their dismissive comments. When you were reporting this, weren't you kind of reporting it as there was sort of a wish list? But he, I didn't get the impression that he was confirming that they had talked to her. No, or anything, right? not, at that, yeah. not at that point yeah, when I brought yeah. it up. But I guess maybe he expanded on it a little bit more. son of a bitch. Chloe pounded the final nail on Mike's coffin, tweeting, I'm not effing clickbait right now. Stop or you will be hearing from my lawyers. How she, insensitive. If she wants to become clickbait, what she needs to do is get in the water and put a, a stingray on her shoulders. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mike's offer to help Chloe find love was prompted by her breakup with a boyfriend, Tristan right, Thompson, so, who reportedly okay. cheated on her with sister Kylie Jenner's bestie, Jordan Woods. You may proceed, sir. I, no, no. I was just, it, it makes sense now. Uh, like, why she's so pissy about this. Like, her, in her relationship just... Uh, relationship literally just fell apart in the eyes of like everybody and then this on top of it okay because i was wondering I'm like why is she so mad about this mm-hmm. and now it makes sense okay uh so uh a source tells people he seemed to mind the drama but didn't act like he regretted hooking up with jordan he actually denied it too or denied too and has had no explanation since as to why it happened. You know how this could all work out, Preston, and I think it could work out for all parties involved if we could gather them all in a warehouse and then blow it up. Mm. That would really make me happy. Uh, to make matters worse, Jordan and Tristan apparently had a premeditated pact to lie about their alleged hookup. Of course! Uh, the source tells people it seems that she had an agreement with Tristan that they would deny hooking up if they got caught. By the really? way, baby, if we get caught, tell the truth completely. Yeah, right? Uh, adding that the basketball player had assured the 21-year-old model that uh, no one would find out. Still, despite the heartbreak over Tristan and the fact that she deleted his presence on her social media accounts, Chloe reportedly has no plans to interfere with his relationship with their daughter, True. So, they're still happy with that. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, here's a weird one uh, and disturbing facts in this, or disturbing allegations, I should say. The director and creator of the Fast and Furious franchise, Rob Cohen, is being accused of sexual assault by his transgender daughter. What? Yeah. Valkyrie Weather is what she goes by. Born Kyle Cohen, though. Uh, Shared her story on social media saying that uh, Cohen used her for his own sexual gratification when she was a toddler and that her mother was aware, having witnessed at least one assault, right? What? Yeah. So Rob Cohen's done a, a number of movies I'm actually uh, a fan of. Like yeah. Dragonheart, I think, was his and a few others. Uh, the now 32-year-old says that uh, he, also, Jesus. he also took her to see sex workers in Thailand, the Czech Republic, when and the Czech Republic when she was a teen, and also bragged about raping at least one other woman in her sleep. This, isn't this weird? It's horrifying. Well, I, you know, whether it's true or not, I yeah. don't know, but it's I, I, just out of the blue. Cohen denies the allegations, telling the Hollywood Reporter, my beloved child has accused me of the most awful thing imaginable, knowing that it is categorically untrue is painful enough. Having to write this and saying that my kid is not telling the truth is heart-wrenching. Mm. Uh, Cohen adds that uh, she must. Uh, she made those accusations previously during his custody battle with her mother, his ex, but that they were ultimately dismissed by authorities and that he was awarded full custody. And it, it, that's where it gets even weirder is so... 
this person, his his child, is claiming that they brought this up when his when their mom and dad were fighting over custody. He or she says she told authorities about it, and they went ahead and let the custody thing. I can't. I believe cannot that. believe that that they didn't investigate it thoroughly. I mean, again, we don't know, I don't but know. it seems this is exactly the kind of thing they would look to investigate, and yet, he, and that they gave. Him full custody. Right, exactly. Sort of, I mean, in my mind, at least provides some vindication for what he's saying. So Rob says, when Valkyrie, Kyle at the Times, mom, and I were getting divorced, she accused me during the custody court proceedings of many things, including a similar accusation to this one. So there you go. He admits it, that there was an accusation. After a very long trial, the court-appointed psychiatrist awarded me full custody in spite of these false uh, accusations. Subsequently, my ex-wife appealed and another lengthy trial, I was awarded full custody once again. At this point, Kyle was about 14 years old, and when asked about his preference on which parent to live with, he chose me. Uh, he has three other children with his wife, actress Barbara Cohen. There's Zoe, Jazzy, and Sean, all age 10. Uh, since going public with the er- er- accusations, uh, Weather claims to have been contacted by another one of his alleged victims. So that's... That is after very messy. But so it sounds like it's something as we've been seeing more and more with these stories. Yeah, you got to let it play out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here is sad news over the weekend. Comedian Brody Stevens, 48 years old, died by suicide, according to multiple reports. This sucks. He was found uh, hanging in his home uh, one o'clock on Friday. He was a regular figure on the stand up circuit. He appeared in The Hangover, Due Date, and The Hangover Part Two. Very funny guy. Uh, when news of his death broke, comedians including Patton Oswalt, Nick Kroll, and several others shared uh, their grief on Twitter. I, I went to look, because you guys know me with names. I'm, I don't remember anybody, and, and uh, I was curious if we had him here in the studio, so I looked up a video. I didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. I've seen his face before, but I didn't remember him being in the studio. And I I'd stumbled across a video on YouTube of just him at home, him living his home life. He had he was fighting depression mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. He had serious issues. There was a It was like a short documentary about him, and he's just laying in bed, and he's just talking about how much he hates his life and it's just crap and garbage and all this. He was just a not happy guy. So you don't want to use the wrong terminology or whatever, but I believe he was bipolar. I, I don't think that know. was the case. And, yeah. and uh, so he was always fighting this. It's very sad. The crazy yeah. thing is, is um, you know, for somebody that I'd never heard of, I saw more outpouring of love for this guy from the stand-up world than I had seen for anybody I mean, when Ralphie May died right. and, um, and, and you know, anybody over the last couple of years. And then this guy, I'm like, I don't know. I watched, I ended up watching, he, he had a, a hour-long stand-up special from the comedy store. And I watched it. And I could see uh, why everybody, like, he wasn't a good comedian. Um, but he seemed like, uh, he if he hung out, he seemed like he was... Kind of a fun guy to hang out with. He he, he did funny like, bits too. Yeah. If you saw he, you know, he was just over the past couple of years committing a lot of stuff to uh, to video online and mm-hmm. legitimately funny bits. Yeah, I I watched some of his stuff. Case I know what you mean. It was kind of an acquired taste because mm-hmm. uh, I I was like, eh, you know, it didn't really it didn't really get to me. But a lot of I people could see were, why other comedians might like him. Yeah, I think a lot I mean? of people were walking out on on his comedy special that was being taped and. I'm like, all right. I probably so, hurt his feelings quite a bit too. Uh, so, quite yeah. a bit, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I enjoyed it, and I was like, okay, you know what? This guy seemed like quirky enough where I, I can understand why everybody loved him so. Yeah, much. he was definitely very quirky. So, mm-hmm. but that's that's horrible. Forty eight years old and uh, took his own life. So Brody Stevens, that's mm-hmm. sad. 
Uh, despite being involved in a multi-million dollar breach of contract lawsuit against Amazon and being considered a persona non grata by many in Hollywood, Woody Allen uh, has his next project set for Spain. <laughs> Amazon severed its relationship with Allen after old sexual assault allegations against his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, had resurfaced. Uh, he will work with Media Pro, producer of Allen's previous hits, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, as well as Midnight in Paris. What? That movie. Was it bad? Glacial. I just wanted to die. Uh, and also, you will meet a tall, dark stranger. So they were behind that. Uh, shooting will begin in Spain in a statement to the, at the, to the Hollywood Reporter Media Pro said, uh, we have a 10-year relationship with Mr. Allen, and like all projects we produce, we judge the creator by its work. All of our projects have unique personality, and we support all types of artistic voices and ideas and remain committed to producing well-defined and creative projects for audiences worldwide. So, Shut the he uh, keeps working. I wonder if he's going to get any money from Amazon for for you know the I the breach he, there. I bet he will. I mean, l- l- lawyers who reviewed the case say he has a case. It seems like they just uh, like legally, <laughs> you know, they had a, a binding contract and they're they're yeah. they're bailing on it. So Eesh. we'll see. Uh, Northwest, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's the name. Yeah, uh, five years old. Is on the cover of Women's Daily Women's Wear Daily Beauty Incorporated for its latest. Uh, this is uh, Kim's daughter's first solo cover, though she did land on Vogue as a ten-month-old along with her famous mom and dad Kanye. Uh, but she now has her own cover she's, on the cover of Women's Wear Daily. Yeah, she's the a, fashion magazine. Women's Wear Daily Beauty Incorporated. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know if that's different than Women's Wear Daily, but she, is yes. that the kids' version? She's five years old. The highlights version of Women's Wear Daily, and she's on the cover. Uh, she's also covered uh, interview with uh, Kim and posed for Harper's Bazaar with Kanye and her brother Saint West. Did you see the picture of her, Preston? She's opening up a bottle of Similac, which is flying back over her head and onto a champagne glass on her butt. Uh, the editor, Alexa Tietjen, wrote her distinct fashion sense. Her distinct fashion sense. Uh, bellies her age, and lately so does her eye for makeup. Really? Seriously? Her distinct Honestly. fashion sense and uh, eye for She's five. Belies her age. Uh-huh. Sure. Of course. Five. All right. The fashion so. sense I can understand, because kids at that age, they... they do they start to pick their own they clothes? They start to pick they their own clothes. And you know what they end up doing? Where, yeah. They end up dressing like five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no five-year-old should wear makeup. It, that's ridiculous. Uh, so look for the sequel to John Krasinski's directorial debut, A Quiet Place, May 15th, 2020. Very happy to hear this. I am too. Uh, uh, and, and the fact he also wrote, uh, co-wrote the script, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Krasinski wrote to his social media followers, uh, time to go back, and he wrote hashtag part two, 51520. Uh, he's not yet said if his wife, Emily Blunt, who starred in the original, uh, will be a part of the sequel or not. But it's definitely, it's it's uh, ripe for more story to tell. Well, the new creatures can only operate by smell, Preston. Oh. So, yeah, they have okay. these huge nostrils. <laughs> so they're going to call it a stink. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to call it a stinky place? A stinky place, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Luke Wilson is set to join the Zombieland sequel, Variety Report. Ah. Uh, he will star alongside Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. This says a lot about how much they enjoyed the original picture because they're, these are, they're all you know pretty much heavyweights now. Yep. And they're, they're back for this. Uh, the film will follow the story of the zombie slayers who must face off against new kinds of undead. Uh, the original filmmaker Ruben Fleischer has joined the sequel, so looks like that is going to happen. 
Uh, the 2019, by the way, Independent Spirit Awards took place. So exciting. Over the weekend on Saturday in Santa Monica. And if uh, Beale Street Could Talk took the top prize, the best feature, uh, for best feature, and uh, the Barry Jenkins, uh, I'm sorry, it says the Barry Jenkins, I don't know why. The Barry Jenkins, I Barry. am the Barry Jenkins, <laughs> and I am for, to be happy to be here. Barry Jenkins won uh, Best Director for the film, and uh, Ethan Hawke and Glenn Close won Best Male and Best Female Leads, respectively. It was a bit of a mishap, though, Preston, during the ceremony, the, the van that had the Chick-fil-A got lost. Oh, no. And so no one ate. They, oh. they probably should not have any other award ceremonies the same weekend no, of the No, Oscars. no, no, you have it on the exact same weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then one last story. When uh, like Net- you're probably not familiar with the pretty great bowl, which takes place during the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh. One last story. When uh, Netflix discovered that two Umbrella Academy fans were getting married in New York City on uh, the 15th, the streamer decided to help them celebrate. Netflix provided a 60-foot umbrella as a canopy, uh, then through a mini parade through Times Square with a live performance by... The Academy's Klaus Hargreaves, all, uh, the the actor is wow. Robert Sheehan. So the guy who plays uh, Klaus uh, apparently came out and performed for That's them. That's cool. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. All right, um, we're ready for clips then. Exciting. So traitors are everywhere on The Enemy Within, a new show about an FBI agent who enlists the most notorious traitor in American history to help catch a spy. In this clip, Jennifer Carpenter who plays said spy, thinks that the audience may have a hard time picking sides. Here we go. From week to week, living rooms may be split down the middle, and one week you may be on one side of the couch, and the next week you'll walk across to the other. Not a, but yeah. Uh, the, enemy, the Enemy Within uh, premieres tonight on NBC. You know what this looks like a little bit? No. Like the blacklist. Yeah. Okay. All right, here's the next clip. How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World, follows Hiccup as he searches for... A secret dragon utopia. Here, uh, Christopher Mintz Blase, the voice of Fishlegs, talks about how his character has evolved the least over the duration of the three movies. Here we go. I feel like out of all the lead characters, he's evolved the least. As ten years ago, he was young. He was a scaredy cat, scared of dragons. He always had these he was the brains of the group, so he had all the information. Cut to now, ten years later, he has like a sick little goatee, but he's still just as afraid of dragons as he ever was. I don't Give a f- uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World is in theaters now. In fact, it was the number one movie at the box office over the weekend. I don't know what the hell they've been doing with the uh, the water animation, which was pretty awesome to begin with. But if you look at the trailer uh, for Frozen and for the stuff they have going on in this movie, it's like photorealistic. It yeah. looks amazing. I know that uh, things like water were some of the hardest absolutely uh, to uh, uh, recreate, anim- yeah. to animate when uh, when they were making these movies. But yeah, they got it down pat. All right, that's it. That's what I got for you, Entertainment Report. And we just kind of touched on the uh, Academy Awards from last night. We'll play some clips and go a little bit more of it in detail. Why not? In just a moment or two. So we'll take a break. Come back in a second. Make sure you stay with us this morning. We'll return shortly. Peek behind the radio curtain with the MMR Studio webcam. Available at PrestonandSteve.com or via the MMR mobile app. See occasional hotties, famous faces, and if you're lucky, monkeys riding border collies. The Academy Awards were last night. Love to have some... There you go, thank you. Some sort of fanfare or music would be great. Uh, It was... A star-studded event, as you would imagine, and uh, we'll play some of the the audio clips of uh, of all the things. I I watched the first hour or so, and then 
Uh, caught up with the rest of it this morning, uh, the recaps. But I really liked how they kicked it off with Queen, man. That was pretty awesome. So, uh, listen, a hostless worked for me. It I kept, like it. It kept it in three hours. Yes. It ended around 11. Yeah. We got through all the crap. There's a lot of crap to get through. But I appreciate <laughs> If you're going to give me crap, give it on a fast-moving conga line. To be honest, I think that they should stick with the no, no host, host method. In fact... Just have them stand up on stage and say, I won for best actor. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, that sucker could be over in an hour, but yeah. The, the reason I think, a couple of reasons. So, number one, you don't get the the critique of the person the next day, which is how did they do? What yes. did you think? Yeah, oh, yeah. Some people liked it, some people didn't. Uh, it moved it along more quickly. More people to see as well. Uh, you know, more more of the uh, the community up on stage. Well, they, they corrected a few things because, you know, they were going to do the deal where they were going to give some of the, the awards during the commercials. They didn't do that. They put them back into the broadcast. Still managed to keep it at three hours. But at some point, I wonder if they're going to take a huge chunk because there's like, they you know, they present the award at an event. Last Early. night, yeah. and then you see over in a uh, in a uh, like a balcony, they're all sitting there. The camera cuts to them, and that's it. Yeah. So I wonder how how many more people are going to end up in that booth as time progresses. I think I watched a different show than you guys. Um, <laughs> I loved how they started it. I was so underwhelmed by Adam Lambert. I thought they. Oh yeah, I didn't think he's that great. How, I mean, listen, I, you know it's Freddie I, Mercury. Yeah, but, but I thought. I, listen, I'm I'm a Brian May fan, so that's what I was excited for. It was cool, but I thought of the, the that Christian singer that we had talked about who did some of the um, yeah. singing in the like. I thought he would have been. Well, like, here's the well, deal: Adam Lambert turns at, with him. Yeah, yeah I, Adam I, Lambert listen, does I know, the shows. I know. I'm just telling you yeah. what I thought. I thought I was okay. very underwhelmed by him, and then I did not like that they didn't have a host. I thought it was very awkward when um, the three ladies came out and kind of. They started the show, and yes, they said it like three times, we're not the host, but I just thought you needed some sort of intro after the band played. I liked it. Yeah, I did too, only because um, at this point, you may find it an impossible task from here on in to get a host, knowing that they're going to be so incredibly scrutinized. Because now the template has been set. So, hey, quick question about Queen. Uh, what, um, John Deacon is he not with the band anymore? They haven't talked in decades. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they... he was at Live Aid, and that that was kind of it. Well, I don't know if that was it, but okay. I don't know when. The, but but they haven't. They don't speak anymore. He doesn't okay. care. He doesn't really care about it anymore. Oh, so right. it's just Roger Taylor and and, uh, most, and Brian May. Most of my Queen knowledge has come from Bohemian Rhapsody from the movie, and so I didn't know where things uh, left off with it. But I didn't even really acknowledge him. And a lot of people that won for Bohemian Rhapsody thanked Brian and and Roger, but yeah. did not and and Freddie. Uh, but they also left out Brian Singer. Anybody that won any Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody? Not a word. Not a word. Not a word about him. The d- director who was fired three weeks before the film is completed. He's dealing with his own oh, uh, sexual uh, uh, harassment and all that stuff ha- coming down on him. So, but yeah, they they slalom that completely. Yeah. Uh, it was. I, th- I agree with you, Preston. It was a cool way to open it. Yeah. The celebrities went, I wasn't went nuts. It. No, it was yeah. like it was like more like the Emmys. I mean, yeah. the Grammys. The Grammys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so they did that, and then uh, like Kathy was saying, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and uh, Amy Poehler came out, and they kicked off the show, and they uh, they had some uh, fun with announcing that they were the ho- they weren't the hosts, they, they were not hosts, host. yeah. Uh, so they had a little bit of fun with that. Uh, you know, we can play a little bit of uh, of Queen performing if you want to. Yeah. So this was uh... it. Big man someday, you got 
They did this. What else did they do? Uh, oh, we are the champions. Yes, yeah. they got into that too, which was uh, and then cool. fat bottom girls. Uh, no, they didn't <laughs> do fat bottom girls. That would have been cool if they would have. Uh, so it was a cool way to kick off the uh, the show. Yeah. Uh, somebody had, uh, there was a meme of, of uh, Brian May. It was like you know most rocking grandpa ever or something <laughs> and like that. It was cool because he was cool. in jeans and sneakers, and yeah. then he switched into his formal attire for the uh, for the award show. But they were they were rocking, and they finished with a huge picture of Freddie Mercury behind them. Uh, and then, of course, they dive right into uh, they they like to put a, at least one big award up front, and it's the best supporting actress. They should put you know what they should do just for the hell of it put best picture the <laughs> first right award, at the beginning. Right the best <laughs> what I know, but they but they get me every year because they tease you with that, and then they go through you know hair and makeup and set design and, and all these other things, which are they're cool, but I mean, you want to see the, the people. Listen, the it's, it's an win. industry self-congratulatory sure. night, so let them do what they're going to do. And uh, yeah, but I agree, Preston, it wouldn't be too, it wouldn't be so difficult to, to pace them out a little bit better. Yeah. Alright, so uh, Regina, Regina King won for uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. Did anybody see the film? I did not. Did I not hear it's great. It? Yeah, no. I, I would like to see it. I saw Car Wash. Well, that's not this movie. Oh, yeah. That's totally different. Uh, Regina, th- this is her uh, award uh, acceptance. Here. And the Oscar goes to Regina King. Um, to be standing here representing um, one of the greatest artists of our time, James Baldwin. This James Baldwin birthed this baby. Uh, this is edited, by the way. Yes. They cut through. <laughs> yeah, then all of a sudden the crowd just stop out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was a coordinated applause. They yeah, had yeah, a sign yeah. that told yeah, people when to yeah. stop. It. <laughs> stop. There you go. Mary, you nurtured her. You surrounded her with so much love and support. So it's appropriate for me to be standing here because... I'm an example of what it looks like when support and love is poured into someone. So you know, what, yeah. you know what though. But all the other during her speech, all the other nominees were crying with her. Yes, like, oh, yeah. I thought that was like cool. They were all you know into her because they lost. Accept- no, but like <laughs> into what she was saying. Yeah, she name checked every one of them, and I, I, yeah. I like it. I really like it when when they do acknowledge that. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christoph Waltz did that years ago, and I thought that was really neat when he named every single person and took a bow to them. You need to remember we had her in the studio a couple times. Yeah, she was very cool. I think we called her first for, uh, during uh, when we did a, a, the uh, Black Listener party. Yeah, and she she called in. Very easy, very cool, very regular, and, and I assume that uh, they they people just genuinely like her. Someone yeah. made a, up a meme though about best actor supporting actresses was uh, Chris Evans because he helped her up the stairs. He had done the same for Betty White at another oh, really? show, oh. so he's done it like three or four times where he, he helps people up the. Uh... It's it's funny because uh, Chris Evans came out with Jennifer Lopez to do a presentation. Yeah. And I was more enamored at, at how good looking he is. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I think I've just had Jennifer Lopez overload over yes. Although I loved her dress. She looked, she looked damn good, man. Yeah. She Listen, looked the best I've seen her look in a while. Yeah, she redeemed herself from yeah. the other award show when she wore that dumb hat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, she did. Uh, she looked the sombrero with the sausages hanging off it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Chris just, don't you want to look like that guy? Well, yes. Jesus Christ. And the beard, that is the most perfect Hercules beard you could mm-hmm. ever grow. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyhow, Regina King won. Uh, and then Nick, I'm, we're not going to play all of these, but... Uh, Just play the, the top 12. No, I did want to mention that uh, Free Solo won for Best Documentary. I'm yeah. going in, in chronological order here. Although I did their, accept, their acceptance speech. I was like, would you it speak sucked. already? I or know. can I talk the, to the, the guy yes, who actually that, climbed? Or, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was which, annoying. Which she saved for yeah. the very end yeah. when the music started coming How out. About, oh, yeah, by the way, the guy that yeah. almost dies when yeah. he climbs that the whole movie was about. So Thank you. Weird. She Nick. thanks. And if you see the movie, which is great and, yeah. and definitely deserves it. And as you know, that was a bit of an achievement climbing yeah. the mountain. Yeah. Nick, how long? And by the way, that um, I've been uh, I, I've been wanting to see it for a while. It's going to air on Nat Geo, I believe, this Sunday. Oh, cool! At nine o'clock. So yeah. I already have my DVR set for that. That Nick, movie? Yeah, that movie. Oh. Watch how, it on Apple TV because they're leaving the curses. Okay. How long did they uh, did it take for him to climb the whole thing? Uh, less than four hours. Oh, it, that's it? it. It's an unbelievable story. It's a great movie, and, and I think the reason that she thanked him last was that she wanted to talk to mention his girlfriend and Sonny and, and uh, give her props because she made. It a more of a love story and not just about the climbing, but ah. um, it, it, her speech dragged on a little bit. Yep. She, I, I think she had an idea as where she was going to go with everything. It just took too long. Uh, funny moment when uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Brian Tyree <laughs> Henry came out. They're co- they were doing costume design and they were wearing these outrageous, <laughs> over the top <laughs> costumes. She had bunny rabbits all over her. It was it was very. One of them funny. was a puppet. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was cool that Black Panther won for that. I thought that they deserved that, as well as production design. And the first African-American woman to win that award was Hannah Beachler. She created all the production for Black Panther. It created that whole world yeah. of Wakanda. So there, for award-taking, it seemed like it was going back and forth, sort of neck and neck between Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Which is great. I thought for sure Bohemian Rhapsody was going to get Best Picture. Just with all of the other awards that they were getting, I'm like, they're going to take it away. I, I did, and you... you, uh, you have to know the politics so much of this and that's what kills me about the academy awards a lot of it is politics so they give the guy the for for roma they give him the best foreign film that effectively takes him out of the running of best picture of the year you know there was uh one speech that was far worse than the uh acceptance speech for free solo and that was uh uh, hair and makeup, I think, and it was the people that won for Vice. Yeah, uh, it was like they had no idea that they were in an award show, and I feel bad for people like that when they get up on stage and they they choke as badly as they do. But they, they a little got, bit of preparation would have helped. They got yeah. completely cut off. They, the lights went out on them, and not only did they get the music, which played for I don't know a good thirty to forty five seconds, the lights went out, and the the audio and completely, they kept talking. and they kept talking. Come on, folks, the audio completely you know this cut stuff out ahead of time. Exactly. Then they had everyone leave the auditorium to send the uh, message to them that uh, they needed to shut up and had them come back. In. It's cringeworthy. I sit there and I, I, I could everyone leave the auditorium. These idiots <laughs> still don't get it. Yeah. Well, the woman in the w- in the middle, she went directly to the mic, and then she kept looking at the other two, yes. saying, "Here, you talk." They had yeah. one speech for awesome. the three of them and for everybody that they wanted to thank, but they didn't they hadn't yeah. rehearsed it at all. And then the first time in history the Academy said never mind and gave it to somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Jennifer Hudson performed. Uh that woman can sing. Yeah. Oh, she looked God. good. She did look Girl, good. Girl, she was good. Girl, uh, so, she looked good. Kathy, did you see her on the red carpet though? The red carpet interview. The woman who was interviewing her goes, Oh, you know, give it like a shout out, Curry Girls Everywhere. And I'm like, dude. You just said you're fat to like the entire world. Meanwhile, she wasn't. She doesn't look fat no, at all. She, she lost a lot of weight and looked great. I, I, I was like, I was so mad for her because <laughs> you know, I was. I was like, that was a little ridiculous. It was really, and it came from a woman. 
She should know better, it's right? So dumb. All right, and then uh, moving along, uh, Bette Midler sang the, the song from Mary Poppins. I didn't see that. This is I want to see that movie. I, yeah, this is after I bailed. I know. I want to see. I it really want to see. It was it. good. Was it good? Yeah, and it right was before, really good. Right before uh, Keegan Michael Key descended from the rafters yeah. with, uh, with an umbrella, I didn't see it. It was pretty well done. But okay, then, I mean, he had... came down from what appeared to be Nick the top of the uh, yeah and, the uh, yeah 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 wow. gritty uh, descended from the rafters on Saturday night, and then uh, Keegan Michael Key on on Sunday night. But uh, when he got down, he didn't know what to do with his, it. Was an Act, but he didn't know what to do with his umbrella and his uh he was still strapped into the harnesses so he's just kind of <laughs> standing there like, looking couldn't get rid of the umbrella yeah. i don't know if you know this but uh gritty uh, uh presented the thalberg award listen he's become very popular <laughs> in a short amount of time it's just amazing it's very it character they let gritty take that honor uh so bet miller saying and then you have best supporting actor and for the second time mahershala ali won well talk about this guy's ship has arrived he's yeah. awesome uh, here is a clip of him accepting the award. First, the announcement, and then accepting. And the Oscar goes to Mahershala Ali. Thank you. Um, I want to. I want to dedicate this to to my grandmother, uh, who has been in my my ear my entire life, telling me that if at first I don't succeed, try, try again. Keep trying. Keep that trying. That I could do. Oh, dude, what? Oh, she's very tiny. Oh, <laughs> keep trying. Mahershala, keep trying. You're gonna do a great job. The microphone picked that up. She's still in his I'm ear. I'm in here. Mm-hmm. First, I don't succeed. Try, try again. That I could do anything I put my mind to. Keep at it. Always, always pushing me to, to think positively. And I know that I would not be here without her. That she has got me over the hump every step of the way. Again, thank you so much. He's a classy guy. Yeah, very like uh, dignified. I wonder if he ever, like, pranks anyone on the set. I wonder if they're... If, Oh, that's that's Mahershala's whoopee cushion. He, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. yeah, I mean, because he's yeah. and he just seems like a really intense, like professional, great actor. I very, you know, uh, I think he's great. Yeah, but I'm, I just I don't think I've ever seen him really crack a smile. I just finished watching um, True Detective last night. Uh, that was uh, last night was his the, version, the, yeah, the season finale, and he's awesome in that. And you said they brought you said they brought it back around that I should definitely watch that, right? No doubt, no okay. doubt. In fact. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's the crazy thing, and you'll find this out. It's in the same universe. All of those True Detective movies hmm. or uh, miniseries are in the same exact are in the same universe. It's pretty okay. wild, yeah. All right. Uh, then you had Spider Man into the Spider Verse winning Best Animated Feature. Uh, I thought great. this was cool. I haven't even seen it. All I've seen is some of the different forms of animation, and the fact that it's so atypical of what we see a lot of. And mind you, there's some really great animated movies coming out. Oh. I just realized that's why John Mulaney was there. He's one of the voices in the, oh, uh, in the movie. So yeah. I remember they showed him in the in the yeah. audience. I'm like, what's he doing? And he there? presented as well with uh, Aquafina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is the uh, uh, this is when they won that. Here we go. Where is mm-hmm. where is it? Okay. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> Mimi. You were right. <laughs> who are those? Who was presenting? Aquafina. And uh, there was uh, Dasani. Aquafina. And uh, Avion. And there was. Uh, uh, no, Aquafina no. presented with John Mulaney. This oh, okay. was uh, Pharrell. And the girl from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. uh, Michelle Yeoh. Okay, here we go. Spider-Man. So when we hear that somebody, somebody's kid was watching the movie and turned to them and said, he looks like me, or they speak Spanish like us, we feel like we already won. 
It is a it is a great movie. I can't wait to I, see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm dying to see it again. Is that Jake Johnson up on the stage with them as well too? Because they sent up like a, a dozen people or so, and it looked like him on the left hand side, but I'm not 100 percent sure. See the guy uh, with the beard comedian? on the left side? Yeah, the comedian. We've had him in studio. He was I in the know. New Girl, and it's Frank Caliendo. It's not Frank Caliendo. I wouldn't doubt it if, uh, if you know some comedians were involved in the writing. It's very very clever writing. Um, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey came out and introduced uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It was great as a um, you know a contender for a Best Picture. And do we have a clip of that? Yes, we yes. do. All right, here we go. We're not worthy. I think I'm gonna hurt. Were they dressed normal? They were dressed normally doing okay. the characters. Okay. Don't hurl, because if you honk, I'll spew. <laughs> and if you spew, I'll blow chunks. So I shall not hurl. Good call. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So they presented that. Uh, then... And- he, I mean, obviously, obviously the, you know, Mike Myers was going off about the fact also, like on the red carpet uh, leading up to it, that here the, the, it sort of galvanized the movie Wayne's World when it came out. That scene was, the, you know, the first yeah. scene that a lot of people saw. Mm-hmm. And there he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, okay. One of the big anticipated moments of the of the night was uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga performing a Shallow from A Star is Born. Yes. And... Uh, they didn't even introduce it. They actually finished up one uh, a presentation, and then they the, the guitar starts up at the beginning of the song, no and they're sitting mm-hmm. in the front row, and they okay. come up onto the stage no and just sat down and started singing the song. I'm so mad I missed it. It was I, awesome. I watched no it kidding. twice. I literally because it went to commercial afterwards, and I, it was me and my wife. I go, I'm I'm gonna watch that again. It was my favorite moment of the night. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought they nailed it. Uh, they look so good. Yeah, and, and he he said. <laughs> He said he was nervous about it, right? Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had done, that's why he'd sort of prepped for it. He joined her on stage during one of her concerts in Vegas. Yeah. And uh, was, was getting it. I mean, you, you listen, <laughs> if you're a sort of um, uh, amateur singer yeah. and you're, you're performing to a larger audience than most singers will ever get to perform in their lifetimes. And you're performing and you're with live. one of the best yeah. in the business as well, even though they're friends. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got, you know... You've got a great voice next to your kind of yeah. okay voice. It's going to be difficult to pull off. And with karaoke, like at least on the screen, you kind of have like a countdown of like when you're supposed to start singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're when you don't, like I would be so worried and nervous about that. That you know, here I am singing to the world, and then it's like, Tip. wait, wait, missed it. Uh, no. Wait, 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 rewind it again. Um, but uh, yeah, let's play a little clip and uh, and check this out. Yeah. Here we go. Start walking up on yeah. stage at this yep. point. Okay. Tell me something, girl. Wow. Not bad. Are you happy in this modern world? Is there something else you're searching for? I'm falling In all the good times I find myself longing For change It's our boy. <laughs> He's in the studio with us right now. Cardboard cutout.
Betty White. Going, woo! <laughs> Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling. As it progresses, then he puts away his mic. He comes now. He's got his girlfriend with him, Bradley Cooper, and she's there. And uh, you know, Lady Gaga recently single, and they're sitting side by side. What? I you know you. (laughs) It looked like it'd be it'd be hard to be Alex. (laughs) So good. You guys look so good. You look so good together. (laughs) One of the stats I read this morning was twenty nine seconds. That's how long their foreheads were touching. <laughs> uh, singing this particular song. Yeah, somebody timed it out. Because they leaned up against each other's heads. You know, Steve, it occurs to seconds. me that you and Bradley Cooper had a similar moment at one point in your life. He gave you a bro hug. Yes. So you're sort of the Lady Gaga of our show. Uh, basically. And, and thank you for acknowledging it finally. I will say this. Um, I think this song is great. I, I like the first part. I like this part better than the... This part. What, the chorus? Yeah, the big... When she... This part, I don't like as much as that lead-in. And I know it's just subjective, but... No, this part coming up is... Yeah. This is the part. I know, that sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, subjective. Well, ma'am. She's great. Marissa? My friends and I were thinking that she's at about 80% to, like, bring herself down for him a little bit. Because mm, he wasn't totally on, like, he wasn't perfect. Right. So she kind of, like, brought herself down. Maybe. Yeah, she's not, like, she didn't want to completely pull out all the big guns yeah. right? Uh, when she's singing with him. So in the movie, it's amazing. Yeah. Nice. All right, cool. Uh, what else happened after that? Uh, then you had uh, Rami Malek, one uh, best actor. This Remember I said on Friday that the 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 insiders were saying there's a strong chance. I thought this would be a this would be a long shot. Yeah. And there he was. He's so cool. I thought so too. I just thought I love the performance, but the nature of of a biopic on yeah. a rock band wouldn't necessarily be material for, right. you know, winning the whole thing. I feel like he won it. Cuz he wasn't singing. It's kind of like I don't think he should have won to tell you the truth. I mean, if we're being totally honest and I got to he when still um, acted. I, I no, know, he didn't. I, no, I, I know that, but but was, a lot of the acting was him just lip syncing, and I uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little bit nitpicky here. But if you go back to like Walk the Line, did Joaquin Phoenix win for that? So you remember an actor won for the movie The Artist, right? Mm, yes, and that's a silent film. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good so point. Here's here's a clip of the the award. Here we go. I think about what it would have been like to tell little Bubba Rami that uh, one day. This uh, might happen to him, and I think his curly-haired little mind would be blown. Uh, That kid was, uh, he was struggling with his identity, trying to figure himself out, and I think to anyone struggling with theirs and trying to discover their voice, listen, we made a film about a gay man, an immigrant. I am the son of immigrants from Egypt. I'm a first-generation American, and part of my story is being written right now. 
Uh, so that's great. I'm I'm really really happy for him. It was such a great performance. It really is. Yeah. So. Even though he shouldn't have gotten it because <laughs> he didn't sing. He didn't sing. Uh, but he was perfect for the role. He, he was, was absolutely, perfect and he and he, he did in his speech in the earlier part of it. He said, you know, the 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 producers took a shot at him because Sasha Baron Cohen was yeah. first attached to the project. Yeah, yeah, and he was more of a name. Yep, you know. Uh, then you had uh, Alfonso Curran who came up to uh, collect uh, best director. I don't know if we have. Do we have a clip nah. of that? No, we don't. Nah. Uh, but uh, he won for Roma. Yes. So that was uh, big for them. Uh, and then uh, Green Book was the one who took... Or wait, we have Best Actress. Yes. That was up before that. Yeah. Uh, and that was Olivia Coleman. That yes. was a surprise, right? Or... It was a big surprise yeah. because at the time of the of the broadcast, Glenn Close was the odds-on favorite. Yeah. Oh, by the way, let me back up a second because uh, Jake Johnson apparently was the voice of one of the Peter Parkers yes. in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, or The um, uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he was up on Oh, stage. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is uh, Olivia Colman. And the Oscar goes to... Olivia Colman. Ooh, it's genuinely quite stressful. <laughs> it's, uh, I have to thank lots of people. If, by the way, I forget anybody, I'm going to find you later. I'm going to give you all a massive snog, and I'm really sorry that no. if I might forget now. Snog is British for a Hummer? Who's, who's... No, not a Hummer. <laughs> the kiss. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah. Everybody's going to so mess up, You thought about snog? that all night last night, didn't you? Wow. God, I wish I knew her. Her jaws must be tired at this point. Yeah. Um... Practicing their speech on the telly, you never know. And when I, I, I used to work as a cleaner, and I loved that job. I did spend quite a lot of my time imagining this. Oh, please wrap up. Right, okay. And, um... Uh, so, Preston, she was actually uh, not the cleaner the way you think. She was, she was a mafia cleaner. She would show up and get rid of bodies. <laughs> really? And she would travel with, uh, she'd have, you know, these containers of hydrochloric acid. What movie did she win for? Uh, it was uh, the, the, the favorite. favorite. The, that porn movie that I watched with my mom. <laughs> That was porn the, movie. It's a period piece. That's, that's the period piece. She plays the queen. That was really awkward for me to watch with my mother because there was like... I don't remember. Oh. Sorry. What we, happened? We did a full-on... I, I know, but what happened? Remind me in the audience what happened. Okay. Uh, well, what happened was I watched this movie with my mother, and there was a ton of like sex and nudity in it, and right. it was like super awkward. I can't believe you know, it was a full-on like conversation that we had. Uh, I just don't... I haven't seen that movie. I didn't associate it with that film. So okay. anyway, I just... You know you, what? You and your mom watched the porn together. That's all I know. I didn't That's know it was it. the favorite. I don't okay. think she should have won. Uh, she's no, not the queen. She, she's not the queen. Uh, but she did. And then Best Picture, The Green Book, and we have the audio of The that. book coming up. Uh, no, this is not the book. This is, I assume, the cast. Here we go. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> Green Book. Right there, we have no movie. All these awards are because Vigo and Mahershala and Linda, but it started with Vigo. It always and starts with Vigo. This, my friend. Uh, thanks very much for this for the Academy. But I just want to uh, dedicate this to our great. Oh, you can't hear me. I want to dedicate it to our great. Fr- What's this? So at the end, uh, they're wrapping up. They went through their whole thing. And uh, this guy steps forward, and uh, we could hear it at home because the sound for, for the ABC feed was still coming through. Yeah. In the arena, though, in the auditorium, they shut off the sound. He wanted to to give basically acknowledge Carrie Fisher as their good friend and, and say it was an honor for her. Who uh, wanted to do that? Fa- Farrelly? Uh, no, some some producer, some guy oh. who looked like um, Tiny Guillermo del Toro. Okay. <laughs> but you can't hear me? I want to dedicate it to our great friend Carrie Fisher. And then they wrapped it up. And she came it. forward, and obviously Julia Roberts didn't know what to do. But she, hey, uh, uh, 
Goodbye. Julia Roberts. Yeah. She came up on stage. I, I she was the presenter, it. yeah. Oh, she was the presenter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Oh, and that's how it wrapped up? That's how it wrapped up. Wow, right that's... after she leaves it, and Julia Roberts is there on stage like, so, uh, hey, that was, uh, <laughs> we validate parking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think it's kind of cool that uh, Peter Farrelly got to win because, you know, he did Dumb and Dumber and, and Something About Mary and Kingpin, which yeah. are great movies, but never get, you know, comedies never get any respect at the Oscars. And for him to come full circle and, and do a, a, a movie like Green Book and get a best picture, I think that's pretty cool. It is cool. There's a, there's sort of a controversial dust-up with this movie, though. Yeah, I've read about and, it. And and so the, the, the family of, of the, the doctor the, who uh, Mahershala Ali portrays says it's not accurate. Yeah, that he uh, wouldn't have been friend with his friends with his driver, right? And that there were some, you know, some 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 big liberties taken. And but there are inaccuracies in, in Vice and in Bohemian Rhapsody. By the way, it was Miss Daisy that did all the driving. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I, you have to take the inaccuracies and set them aside and, and ask yourself: Is it a great movie or not? And if it is, then maybe it deserves to be Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Those are the uh, the Oscars. It was kind of. Eh, I mean. Uh, I, to be honest, I like it when there's like a big winner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, was, you know, like just one that stands out way above everybody for me, else. Rami Malik was, was, a, was, a, was a, was a gift. So that made it. Yeah. But, but I, I used to adore watching the Academy Awards. I was so exciting. It was a big night because I'd seen everything and I, 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 I hate award season. I hate it all. I hate every award. I, the one that gives me sometimes some pleasure is the Grammys mm-hmm. because of the musical performances. But for the most part, I and there's too many award shows. Uh, you know what? Actually, Netflix has done it was pretty solid. And I guess they've done this maybe for the past couple of years. But they do uh, it, it, around this time of year. They start to to list up a bunch of Oscar films. Yes, yes. and they're available if you just want to get in that mode. And I've realized there's a lot of Oscar winning movies I've never seen before. So I've started to add them to my list. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna while I'm exercising, I'm gonna start watching these movies. It's and great not, and knock these out. These right. movies that I probably should have already seen. So like yesterday, I started watching um, Eternal uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I've never seen it. That's one. Of I've just never gotten f- around. It's one to of my it. favorite movies. Yeah, so I'm I'm in the middle of that right yeah. now. Uh, two questions: Has anybody seen the movie about uh, menstruation, which is called? Period and no. yeah. okay. I heard about that. I, I heard about it as well, and I haven't seen it. And I did see and really loved the one that won animated short, which was called I think it's called Bow. Bow, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's really well done. I think it's Pixar, right? Or yeah, did, I think it ran. Did it run before like The Incredibles? I believe or? so. Okay. Yeah, and and basically it's a dumpling that comes to life. It's, I it's saw very that. Cute. Yeah, it's, it's very cute. And that one best uh, animated short last night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. So anyhow, there you go. The awards. Hey. And I think that's the that's kind of the end of the award season, right? Yay! There's not no, more. I think there's one more. Oh. What is it? Uh, I'm not sure. Is it a movie? Maybe it's the Patsy Awards for animals or whatever. I don't know. There's the, no, not nothing. I think there is one or two more, but I think that's All right. But th- but nothing that's televised. Good, we're done. Right. <laughs> uh, what we are going to do is take a break. Speaking of movies, we're going to give away some screening passes to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, it's on next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, and we will be doing the screening at the Regal Warrington Theater. Right next to the Regal Beagle. You need to be there by <laughs> 7 o'clock because the movie starts at 7.30. So look, we have hundred about 150 tickets we're going to be giving away. Uh, so let's take uh, let's take eight callers. We'll set you up with the passes for free right now to see the movie before anybody else. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Some Bizarre File stories are on the way. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Dave Joyce. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. 
hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyboard local shots. Dave Joyce, Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I hate to uh, to bring up a sad note, but I, I failed to mention this last week. I just we we got busy and I and I did not mention it. And I apologize, but a friend of ours passed away uh, last week. Gary Tamoyan, police officer, uh, who we met many many years ago. He had a long battle with ALS, and uh, and they I believe they laid him to rest over the week, and they had the uh, um, uh, the visitation and everything on uh, Fridays. It was just sad, horrible so sad. to hear. Uh, our friends from the ALS Association got in touch with the Philadelphia chapter. And, uh, you know, if you knew Gary or uh, even if you didn't, uh, it, it'd be great to make a donation to the ALS Association because they do wonderful work. And they're still trying very, very hard to uh, to find a cure for this horrible, horrible disease. But it was just, oh, man, he was such a super nice guy. I remember him coming in just a couple of years ago and he said, okay. Got a bit of paralysis in my arm over on this side. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept going. And obviously the way this hideous uh, disease progresses, it progressed quickly. Yep. And uh, it's so sad because he's just a super nice guy. And uh, it just it just broke us to uh, to hear that. Yep, forty nine years old, way way too soon. And he was uh, he was with the uh, Lower Marion Police Department uh, as a patrolman for a year. So sad news, and our, our love goes out to the uh, the family. Just wanted to make sure that we had a chance to mention that. All right, bizarre file. I worked really hard this weekend, and I bring you some stories. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. From time to time, uh, Bizarre File stories are like, you know, headline-leading stories that you'll see uh, from regular news. And I'm going to begin with one of these. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, suspended the mayor of Port Ritchie, Florida, after he was arrested Friday on charges of practicing medicine without a license, in addition to charges of attempted homicide for allegedly shooting at officers who came to arrest him. Wow. This is the mayor of wow. a Florida town, Port Ritchie, Florida. He's a new kind of mayor. Uh, DeSantis <laughs> suspended Mayor Dale Massad in an executive order issued Friday afternoon. Uh, the governor's what did I do? office said uh, Dale Glazen, uh, Glenn Mazard is uh, clearly unfit to continue uh, serving as mayor for the city of Port Ritchie. All right. Is it because of the medical thing or the shooting at people? Well, he fired two shots at officers when a SWAT team arrived to serve him a warrant at his house. Uh, Mazad was arrested on charges of practicing medicine without a valid license after his, expi- his expired in 1992. 1992? <laughs> yeah. There have been some medical innovations since then. He's accused of continuing to practice medicine out of his home, sometimes putting patients at risk. He's facing additional charges of attempted murder after allegedly shooting at the SWAT team. No one was uh, injured during the reported exchange of gunfire, and they said that he was lucky not to be dead Deputies did not choose to return fire on him. Well, he's the mayor. He eventually exited his house peacefully. He you was, can't shoot the mayor. He was previously arrested in August on domestic battery charges involving his girlfriend at the time. Those charges were later dropped. So, what a guy. So, what was his campaign like? I would have to go yeah. back and do some research on that. All right, here's another one from the headlines. This one's out of Los Angeles. KTLA news anchor Chris Burroughs, who was found unresponsive in a motel room in December... Died from methamphetamine toxicity, the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office said Friday. Uh, Also, hypersensitive and cardiovascular disease were factors in his death. Burroughs was taking methamphetamine during a sexual encounter at the motel 
including inserting oh boy. the methamphetamine into his uh, hiney hole. Bunghole. If you will. Wow. Uh, the other person in the motel room, a man the coroner said Burroughs met on a dating site, uh, performed CPR on him before paramedics arrived. Uh, police were called to the room at the Days Inn where they found Burroughs not breathing. Uh, paramedics took him to a hospital where he died. So it's him and another guy, and he's putting he's putting drugs up his butt. In his butt, yeah. Huh. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Uh, his death stunned fans. Unless and, it's a, a medicinal suppository. And colleagues at KTLA, Burroughs joined uh, the station in 2011 after 14 years of as a reporter and anchor at news stations across the country, mostly in Central Valley, uh, he helped expand the morning news to seven day a seven day program, anchoring weekends and covering breaking news on weekday mornings. Lou is so. on vacation tonight. He's putting methamphetamines up his butt. Wow! All right, <laughs> I'm filling in tonight. Alligators lounging along golf courses, uh, golf course lakes, in a comma is a common Florida sight, but rarely does one join the game. Uh, Joanne and Len Sadowski were playing in a local couples tournament on Saturday when she had a bad tee-off on hole number two at the Bonita National Golf Club. Uh, she said, I shanked the ball to the right, and it was headed to the water, and and it was close to the gator's head. He saw it, jumped up, and caught it. Wow. The gator ate caught the, the ball. ball. Yeah. So how, what are the rules on that? Uh, you get a free drop. You do. Yeah, so Joanne's light pink ball ended up in the powerful jaws of the local alligator, earning her a free drop. Uh, she said it saved me from the hazard penalty because if she had gone in the water, she would probably had to have re-hit it from where she was. So she got to go over to where the gator was and drop a ball for free. Uh, quick question. Don't mean to go, go too sure. far off the line. It, what if the alligator had walked closer to the hole and spat out the ball? Oh, there's the ball in play. I'll bet you there is a rule for something like that. Okay. Yeah, play yeah. where it lies. <laughs> well, I, that's a good question. Maybe. God damn, get ripped by hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> damn, alligator. Uh, Bonita National Golf Course sits along Course Crew Swamp Sanctuary. Alligators wander into the golf course's 17 legs from the sanctuary. Uh, she said, we've seen them with a fish or a turtle in their mouths, but never a golf ball. Turtle. <laughs> Unfortunately for the Sadowskis, the free drop didn't win them the tournament. They were just out of the money. Look at that case. They can't stop seeing alligators down there. I know. Case is dying know. to see a gator in the wild on a golf course. Well, <laughs> my friend said he would take me to feed alligators. I said, I don't want to see alligators in captivity. I want to see them in the wild. Right, in the wild, where they live on golf courses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mysterious death of a real estate developer found strangled with a dog leash nearby took an unusual turn Friday when his teenage son was charged with killing him. Uh, Durham police said in a news release that Alexander Bishop, 16 years old, was arrested Friday and charged with the murder of 59-year-old William Bishop. Bishop, who developed prominent real estate projects in Florida, had been living in North Carolina for the past decade. The team will be prosecuted as an adult. The strange death at first sounded like a freak accident, but soon gave way to investigators' suspicions uh, that an autopsy uh, uh, and an autopsy ruled the death a homicide. Now, investigators spent months probing the case, parsing unusual details, such as a purported safe filled with gold and filling uh, at least seven, uh, filing at least seven search warrants. Now, when officers arrived, Bishop was in a leather chair in the home theater of the house. After being found unresponsive, the developer died three days later in the hospital. What happened began to look suspicious soon after emergency medical personnel arrived. Alexander Bishop told the MS supervisors that he wasn't going to be upset about his father dying. He explained that his father verbally abused him and his mom for a number of years. He explained that there had never been anything physical to occur, just constant verbal abuse 
over minor things like dishes being left in the sink and homework not being completed. Oh, Sounds like kind of standard stuff, it doesn't does, it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yep. He's always on me to get good grades and be kind to people. And do the dishes. And do the dishes and go to school. Authorities say the son told them that he and the father had been alone in the house at the time. The son told them he had found his father with the leash wrapped around his neck's uh-huh. neck and the approximately 60-pound dog was still attached to the leash, freaking out. So the dog did it. Uh, the son said he removed the leash from his father's neck to check for a pulse. The body, the boy's mother, who lives elsewhere, soon arrived, told the officers her son had called her to say he had, he had found his father in the basement. I'm going to listen up here because this is the way I walk my dog with the leash around my neck. An autopsy later determined that William Bishop had died from hom- uh, homicide by strangulation with ligature marks around his neck. Uh, the detective also sought warrants to search Alexander Bishop's school locker at a private school as well as servers hosting his school email address. And Bishop and his ex-wife Sharon have been separated since late 2016. Mm. The couple has two boys about an, a year apart in age. William Bishop was uh, granted permanent custody in 2017. Now, the father's girlfriend had told investigators that Bishop kept $50,000 in gold and expensive jewelry in a safe located near the theater room. Uh-huh. An examination of the son's cell phone showed that he had searched online about the value of gold how to calculate the value of an estate, and how to transfer bank accounts after a debt. And what was the top of the search? How to strangle your father with a leash. Well, they left that part out, but maybe they did. So, I don't know. But there you go. That's what I have for you this morning. In the Bizarre File. Let's take a break, why don't we? We'll be back in just a moment. A reminder that our Cardboard Classic is on Friday. It is this Friday. And you can be there. Details at WMMR.com. We don't want you to miss out on this event. I guarantee a damn good time had by all. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. This is an overdue thank you. This uh, group sent us this little uh, wall hanging, uh, which was pretty cool. They're called uh, Astro Vinyl Art. Um, And what they do is they actually take vinyl albums and then they can cut things out on them and present them. And they made oh, yeah. a camp out for hunger. Thank you. Uh, vinyl here. And uh, it says, uh, we would just like to uh, show your appreciation for all that you folks do and give back to the community. This is a commemorative. Uh, this is to commemorate another awesome camp out for hunger. It's really nice. Uh, and it says, thank you, your fans at Astro Vinyl Art. Uh, so thank you guys. We appreciate it. It's a really cool looking little yeah. thing that will hang up on the wall here. It's got the uh, Camp Out for Hunger logo in the middle of the record. And then it says Preston and Steve and Camp Out for Hunger that's been actually cut out in the vinyl. How long before you think you're going to have kids going up to stuff like that and saying, what is that? What is that? What is that? Yeah. If it, well, listen, if yeah. it weren't for, you know, record store day and stuff like that, they would already yeah, be doing it's been, that. Yeah, so. exactly right. Yeah, the it's, rebirth. It's been around for a little while. So thank you guys. We do appreciate that. All right, question. Um, sex or peanut butter? I have two different stories here. <laughs> oh, peanut baby butter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, peanut butter. What do you want? Uh, sex or peanut butter? I'm going to get to both of these, but what would you like let's, first? Uh, you know what, because I'm uh, always uh, hungry after sex, so okay. let's start with sex first. All right, we'll start with sex first. I saw this uh, headline, and it caught my eye, and I know that it's, you know, You'll go, yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, men, regardless of their age, will always be attracted to women in their early 20s. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, the same for, it's not the same for women. No, it's not. That is actually very interesting. interesting. Right? I, I, you know, um, 
I've heard more women say that they are attracted to older men. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, octogenarians. Right. But men who are just a bit older. Because mm-hmm. somebody in their 20s, to me, a kid is a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I would look at them and go, oh, my gosh, like, what a cute kid. Right. You know what I mean? Not, oh, my God, I want to jump in bed with them. Right. Okay. I can see that about you. Yes. Uh, Besides, right. you wouldn't jump in bed because you want to make sure you don't wound the duvet. <laughs> I would nicely yeah, yeah. pull the duvet down, but <laughs> fold the sheet over. Exactly. Okay. Now you may get in. Now lay down. Be careful. Let don't me see the bottom the of your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But as as like an older woman, and we're not talking again octogenarians, but like you know forty fifties or whatever, wouldn't you like to get pounded by somebody younger? Like get pounded by right? somebody no, younger? Not necessarily. <laughs> From Harlequin Romance, yeah. I got pounded by a young stud. Oh my god! No, and I think Steve is right. Like more like a Richard Gere looking guy, I would be more attracted to that. I'd they, rather okay. get saw pounded it. We by an older it. man. Yeah. Right. So so here we go. Let me let me read that. I want an old guy to pound me. <laughs> you didn't hear her say that. Here we go. Men, regardless of their age, will always be attracted to women in their early twenties. Women, on the other hand, tend to find men of a similar age to them most attractive. So as they get older, women will generally start uh, to be into older men. Uh, this is according to a hustler. Uh, no, this is uh, Mia. Maya Axman, I'm not sure that is. Anyhow, they they spotted the figures sourced from a book called Dataclism, uh, or Dataclism, whatever you pronounce it. And they shared the graphs, adding that if you want to see something really effed up, have a look at this. It says the graphs show a whirring sliding scale where both 20-year-old and 49-year-old men both cite women aged 20 as what they find most attractive. <laughs> wow. The, so the funny. age a woman that men find most attractive never makes it above 24. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where is this data coming from? Cataclysm? Cataclysm? Uh, dataclysm? Dataclysm. All right. Listen, I buy this totally. Uh, so, conversely... Mm-hmm. A 20-year-old woman will find uh, will be most attracted to a 23-year-old man, but a 50-year-old woman will lust after a 46-year-old man. Uh-huh. But we never go above 24. That's when the shift starts to take place. Now, it as I read this further, you will start to understand what, what this all means and probably agree with this. Okay. Uh, it is scientific evidence. There is scientific evidence that backs the anecdotal theory that men always prefer to chase younger women. But despite this... Disappointingly predictable revelation, it's not all bad news. The same study found that the age range women uh, of women that men say are mo- they are most interested in tends to fall within their own age okay. range. Okay, so there is some redeeming aspect so to this. So it's not about all about looks. The findings no. show that despite older men finding much younger women extremely attractive... They were highly unlikely to actually message any of them on online dating sites. Men will most often message women actually closer to their own age. And hope they have a younger sister. (laughs) (laughs) The figures suggest that there is a clear distinction between physical, sexual desire and the connection that men crave from actually interacting with a woman who has a similar level of maturity. So one is more like a fantasy thing. Yes, these are the most attractive that you're going to find. Sure. And then, would I actually want to be with somebody like that? No. 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 So, I get it, right? I think I think there's some, um, yes. Because also, uh, throughout years of study and different uh, uh, studies you have cited, 
uh, men tend to be more fixated on visual acuity as opposed, you know, in, initially. Initially. Right. That's the thing. And that's. And that's, then after a while. And then after a while. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> stop cracking your gum. I need, I can't. You sound like a Kardashian. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I can say that, but I didn't know twenty four. I didn't you know, know that that was that was the that's pretty young. That's the limit because I because I I think and I I I don't know all my uh, there are many women I would say I think have gotten more attractive with age, and I don't know maybe if that figures into the the uh, the fact that you're you just find them more interesting or or you know I don't I, know. Like I was looking at uh, this morning, I found a link that was like uh, you know all these celebrities turn fifty. This yeah, year. yeah. And Kate uh, Blanchett is one of them. I have a thing for Kate Blanchett, big yeah. time. I think she looks better now than she's ever looked. I agree. She's a sexy woman. Yeah, yep. I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I'm also curious as to what the average age of, like, a cover model for Playboy or, or Maxim when it was around. 51. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm serious. Like, if, it, if 22, it's, probably. If it's 22, 23, yeah. 24, that probably dictates what we're talking about with the average age of this woman that you find attractive. If I were with Kate Blanchett, though. I would have to ask her to wear whatever that antler thing was. Oh, she yeah. wore in, oh, in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. That's her name. Right, yeah. Ella? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah. that's good. That might it, it might get in the way, but no, I'd still or I could hold on to it. You just point. bend the points back while she's doing this. <laughs> right, I'll hold these. I take, yeah, no, it's very cool. Yeah. It's it's very S and Mish. I think that's why it's sort of not, yeah. It's very forbidden, you know? I like her character in that is so cool because she's got a wry sense of humor as she's going about her evil, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah, that's her name. Hella. Hella. Hella Hella good time. Yeah. Hella hot. Uh, So. Her sister's amazeballs. (laughs) (laughs) So 24, that's. uh... Well. That's kind of that's that's what the stats say. Ow. When I was when I was in that age range, I tended to date a little older. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> well, that's, it's all in, a blur to I me. Um, I believe my wife was twenty four when we met. I think that's yeah. She, okay. She had to twenty three. She's still twenty four. No. Oh. But I, but I, sometimes I come to the conclusion conclusion that everyone in their twenties is hot. You know mm. what I mean. It's not the truth. No, no. But I do come to that conclusion from time to time. Well, you all get that Matthew McConaughey dazed or confused, you know. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they remain, they stay 18, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Uh, so anyhow. And just thought, interesting. Thought you guys would find that interesting. We did. Now, peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> the peanut butter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually got this. This is an email that I received and it is. Was it classified? From Sunday Rose. Oh. That's who sent this along, Sunday Rose. Uh, you remember we talked about natural peanut butter and turning the the jar upside down? To, yes. To, uh, to preserve it. Uh, no, to uh, mix the oil together. Right. <clears throat> so that, Because it separates. Um, and uh, Sunday came up with a, a novel idea uh, to make sure that that peanut butter is mixed up properly. And she uses a handheld mixer. To mix her peanut butter. And I, I found videos online that really? corroborated this. Yes. So here's what she does. She says, I buy extra peanut butter before my current one runs out. And the newer one I store upside down until I'm ready to use it. Since the oil is lighter than the nut butter, the oil... Nut butter. Yeah. I used to make that. The oil <laughs> will gradually work its way to the top. This will soften the peanut butter and it will decrease the amount of oil that comes to the top. When I'm ready to open a new one, I take a fork and I loosen the peanut butter that's compacted at the bottom. 
uh, insert the fork and pull it across the bottom from one side to another. And it's go. already too much work. But listen, you just do this once and you're good to oh, go. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. All right. So next, I pull out the handheld mixer and I only attach one beater. And I, I insert it into the peanut butter. And while it's mixing, I put the speed on low. It says, this is important. Before you start, you have to hold on to the container tight. If you do not, the peanut butter container will spin in the direction of the beater blades, and that's a mistake. You only need to make once. Then nut butter will spray all over your face. Once the uh, the mixer starts mixing, I start to move the beater up and down, almost like making whipped cream. This is erotic. And uh, and from then on out, it remains very creamy. Even when I put it in the fridge, it stays nice and smooth. Huh. So there you go. Use a beater. What do you got there, So Nick? listen, this was sent to us, and I uh, haven't had a chance to open it yet. It's called uh, Nutty Novelties.com, awesome nut butters. Oh, so okay. The, can we? Can we? It's yeah. not even opened yet. It's open not it open yet. Yeah. All right. Open it. They sent us the whole show from Gary Lauer. What's that case? Do you need sampling spoons? Because I have a whole bunch of sampling spoons. Sure. From them. Is that the same? No, different. Uh, this is from the Cape May peanut. That's butter from a company. different peanut butter place. Oh, right. we have. We are huge in the peanut butter community. Okay. So these are. I heard you guys talking about natural peanut butters. Uh, this is from Nutty Novelties at Caleb sent us this. In fact, I see Preston at Hennings when I'm delivering there regularly. There's oh. Preston Elliott over there. <laughs> He's a fan of our butter. <laughs> of our nut butter. Our nut butter. I just made some last night with the missus. <laughs> they got enough uh, packing. The name's Caleb. Okay. Here's classic peanut butter. All right. All right. Smooth and lightly salted. Okay. All right, let's each have one. We got uh, dark chocolate almond now butter. Now you're talking. <laughs> okay, let's give that one to Steve. Yeah, Steve <laughs> likes that. Pistachio butter. I'll take that. Ooh. All right. Yep. I love pistachio. I love pistachio. All right. Casey, would you like to try the habanero honey peanut butter? Of course. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I've never had or heard of pistachio butter before. And here's cashew butter, and then there's a few other ones as well. All right. Cashew butter's really good. I need a sample yeah. spoon. Oh, All right. sorry. Stat. Ooh, and uh, Stat. the last one is cappuccino peanut butter. Ooh. Oh. Oh. So thank, thank you, guys. You. Never heard of that. Okay. Sampling spoon? Oh, there mm. it <laughs> Casey's trying to make it all the way around the room in his uh, with his headphones and the cord it. stretching. You How is it? it? Who's who's tried it yet? Oh, would you have? I you, have the dark chocolate. I love it. Yeah. This is really thick. Oh, by the way, I just put my spoon back into it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> After you taste it, oh, yeah, I know that was kind of a shoddy a thing foul. to do. I know, That's but this foul. has the thing, Preston, you were talking about with the oil on top, so you just got to mix it up a little bit. Well, you would use get um, a mixer. Get the mixer. mixer. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. Is it? Which one did you have? Pistachio. pistachio. God, I love pistachios. Right. There we go. This is so good. This is so good. I'm so fairly good. certain I'm not going to like this. Really? <laughs> well, it's habanero, Kevin. Okay. Spicy? Uh, spi- uh, yeah, if I you don't mind, I do not have cooties, mm. but Kathy, try this. I'm, I can't. Why not? Okay. Because I'm not allowed oh, to have peanut butter oh. right now. She's on a super duper duper restrictive uh, diet. Yeah. Yeah. Right, diet. Then here, have these french fries. Eat this. <laughs> 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 Right. Hey, uh, yum! What do you right. think of that? Thank How's you, guys. That? Nutty novelties. Appreciate it, no- nutty novelties. Uh, so, anyhow, if, if you're going to use a natural peanut butter, try the try the the handheld mixer, the beater. Uh, just one beater at a time, though, and be and and go slowly when you start it. But apparently, that'll mix it up for good. I think it shouldn't separate. And you should be able to get, be good to go. But I'm, I'm getting off on this. <laughs> you really digging it? Really good. Um, yeah. Oh, all right. That's going to be their tagline. 
Steve gets off on this. No, it's good, though. I have my, uh, my, my semen producing glands removed. So you're okay. Uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. No mess. No fuss, no, no muss. No muss. <laughs> That's right. This, <laughs> this peanut butter is so good, I had my seminal vesicles removed. <laughs> oh does, uh, does so, anybody... so I won't. <laughs> does anybody want to try the habanero one? It's no, got a little no, kick no. to it. I think, oh, my God. This is like, you could eat this. I'm sorry for that horrible like, smacking sound. That's all right. Calorically, what are we looking at? 170. One teaspoon of million calories. <laughs> my, the, uh, no, not... <clears throat> it's 170 for two tablespoons for the pistachio butter, which is not that bad. I'm using a small sampling spoon, though. But this is, uh, it looks like there's only like five tablespoons in this whole container. This is a really small container. By the way. Anyway. Yeah. The way they parse out those serving, that serving madness, you know, when they have uh, on the back of packages. Because I always read. I do too. Yeah. Get, what, what are we looking at here? Yep. What's the damage? And yeah. a lot of times they're just absolutely outlandish. Well, the most disappointing thing is when you say you get a bag of, of some type of chips or something yeah. like that. And you read, oh, you know, 100 and, 180 calories or whatever. How many? And, and then it will say, you know, three servings per bag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as So then you got to triple that number. And it sucks when that happens. Uh, I wanted to mention this. Kathy sent this over to me. It's a local story. Pensbury High School. Kathy's alma mater. Yes. Uh, their Long Orange Line, which I guess is what the marching band is called. The marching band, yeah. Um, they're going to live up to their reputation as the Mickey Mouse Band. They're becoming the first band to march down Mickey Avenue or Main Street USA next year at the new Shanghai Disney Resort. Wow. And apparently, they've played every Disney resort in the world. Yeah, I think they're the only high school yes. marching band to play every every Disney resort. How did that happen? That is correct. Are uh, they really good, Captain? I the, think the band? they knew that they're I went there. <laughs> That's why they sent them all over. No, you know what? I mean, I just, I remember back when I was in high school, like, it was all. They were always good. Our marching band was always amazing. We also had such a large school, so it was always so many people. It's uh, easy to find a lot of mu- good musicians when right. you have more student body. Yeah. So but, even when you were in high school, they were sending them around. They were good. Yeah, they would travel wow. all the time. Yeah. I remember Strathaven having a really strong marching band. Their drum line was awesome, and every every drum line has their own cadence, right? Press. Did you have what was your cadence? Do you remember? Yeah, I could play it for you. Do yeah, it. I want to hear it. Oh man, do it now. Uh, I guess here. Wait. Keep it going. How was that? It was and what did Sam. you play? What were you on? What was your... Snare drum. Okay. Just one. What's the ones where they have, like, the four of them? Quads. Quads. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Because I remember... I didn't even go to Strathaven, but their cadence... Was so awesome. It went like a. Now I was just playing the snare drum part right okay. there. So it was it, ours was very very simple. Some of them are very very complex. Yeah, but uh, I uh, I heard when you were playing that, Steve. I heard Jurassic Park. I don't know if that was oh, what you were going for, but Nick, that's exactly what. Thank it's you up. very much. <laughs> that's exactly what I was trying to do. Right, my good. tribute to John Williams. Press, you want to do it again? <laughs> It is the Jurassic Park. I thought so. I knew that's what you were going for. When Laura Dern came out last night for the, uh, they played the Jurassic oh, yeah. Park theme, and they I did. sang it, Preston. In it's Jurassic Park, there are dinosaurs, <laughs> and the T-Rex is so big. 
Of course you know the words. So anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so they're going to go to Disney Shanghai uh, next year. And on Thursday night, the Pensbury School Board approved a um, a marching and concert jazz band performance trip to China over spring break. God almighty, that's so next, cool. Next year, including visits to the capital city of Beijing and to uh, Shanghai as well. So they're going to perform not just in the resort, but they're going to perform around China. How, too, yeah. How much does a trip like that run? Man, it's got to be expensive. So my son last year did uh, American Music Abroad, um, and it was a, a choir that he was in. And there's a jazz band as well, uh, and and I believe an orchestra. And they, uh, they went to uh, Austria and Switzerland and Italy. Uh, I think that's where they went. But, they, but yeah, and... Um, Were there a lot of Italians? It was a few thousand dollars. To, to to go on that trip, and they have to imagine. raise it themselves, or they, they oh, have do to pay they? for it themselves. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but by the way, the band, the um, the the Long Orange Line, Pensbury's High School band, earned its Mickey Mouse reputation in 2008. It became the only band in the world to travel to and perform in all five Disney parks in Tokyo, Paris, Hong Kong, Orlando, and California. Wow, uh, which is pretty cool. Man, we did my my high school did nothing. We did nothing. Did you guys ever go nothing. on any school trips? I went, went to Montage Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it was it was just a, just a, a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, so we went to Montage, which is you know three hours up the road. My nephew, who's at uh, the prep, they just got back from Killington. Yeah, yeah. Our, our school did Killington, and I didn't go because I didn't know how to ski. But we did uh, Colonial Williamsburg, which was boring as f. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, but was that to, was that just a field trip? It was a three-day field trip, so you okay. got to stay in a hotel and uh, you know what? Play, Go back to Colonial Williamsburg, Nick. It's still boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm wondering if anybody listening took a really cool school trip, maybe two one five two six three WMMR. I would love to hear. Uh, to me, I think that would be, especially if you're if you're not enthused about learning, something like that could perhaps incite. We didn't have any of that. We'll go, but then again, our school was so packed with students yeah. that there was not a lot you could do. I took uh, two band trips. One was to Chicago and one was to um, Nashville, I think, where we went to. But, yeah, we took a couple of uh, trips that were decent. They were cool. Yeah, I mean, How much I... sex did you have? <laughs> didn't have any sex. Really? Wow. No, no unfortunately. Smoked I... a lot of weed, but didn't, <laughs> didn't have any sex. I just wasn't part of a club that did anything like that. You know, like my... The my... squad? No, I mean, Model like... you in? Model UN, I was in college. Actually, my oh. nephew is in Model UN at, at the prep, and they just went to Washington. We went to D.C. for that. We, we stayed at the uh, hotel where uh, Reagan was shot, Steve. The, really? Yeah, yeah, but uh, that was pretty cool. We did Kind of convenient, from, isn't it? It was very convenient, yeah. Nick is the Manchurian candidate of the Model UN. But the Model UN trip was fun. I mean, you know, it's a really nerdy thing to do, but I, I enjoyed it. How about how about the stupidest? Did you take any dumb ones, any dumb field trips or anything like that? Like, we went to a textiles plant one oh, time. Oh, we yeah. went physics. <laughs> Trip. Not high school, but we went to the dumps to oh, yeah. we watch did that too. decay. We really? There's a couple of texts coming in. People went to dump. They took went, us yeah. to the dump. The trash dump? The yeah. trash the, dump. Steve, yeah. I did it in college. It was a college course. We also went to the wastewater treatment plant. Ooh. We the went to a fish plant. hatchery. <laughs> yep. No, but we, and we had to we had to dress appropriately because we had to walk through like the oh, yeah. the garbage mountain <laughs> to show us to how how the the to show us about pollution and decay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Casey, you mentioned physics. We so did... enjoy Shanghai. <laughs> right. We did um, physics uh, field trip to Great, Great Adventure. Adventure. We yeah. did that That too. was awesome. And you got to study gravity by going on free fall and stuff or like that. Or you just went on free fall and then copied somebody's homework on the way 100%. home. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know. 
there was one girl that yeah. did all the Thanks, work. Thanks, nerd. <laughs> yeah. Let me go to, uh, I have Danielle on the line. Hey, Danielle, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what, what, Danielle? What's up? So, um, I actually went to high school in Singapore, um, and they had interim trips. So, every year we'd go somewhere different. I've been to Australia, New Zealand, and Spain. Well, wait a second. You're already in high school in Singapore. That, <laughs> I know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, guess where we're going? Yeah. Someplace exotic. Yeah, but then but then they take you off to Australia and that's pretty cool, man. That is cool. Yeah. Was that for was that for a particular class? No, so actually the school itself organized it for the entire student body. They actually had it as part of the a part of the curriculum so you learn about all the different cultures in Asia, in Europe. So it's really cool. You had to raise the money yourself, but it was a great opportunity. How how long did you spend in school in Singapore? I was there all four years. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Right. You probably appreciate speak it. Singaporean. I think you know uh, today's youth is way more involved than we were back in the day. I mean, like my my niece more opportunity. Is, yeah, yeah, well, she's my. I mean, like sports, for instance, it's it's way more involved. Like these clubs and stuff like that. Field hockey was something when I was younger. You, you know, they just played during the, loners. Well, they just played during the field hockey season, and that was the, right. that was it. Now they have these clubs like Horizon, and and my niece is you know just last year alone was in Palm Springs, uh, Disney, uh, Virginia, like you know all these places for Case, these, wow. these like tournaments. At, at Souderton High School, and it was the same way. Yeah. <clears throat> when I went to, to school, like you were saying, there was you know a handful of clubs and things like that. There's like over seventy different. Yeah, uh, extracurricular clubs that you can join. I, Unbelievable! I joined the scuba team and the boosters, and uh, just like <laughs> just ceramics, Marsha Brady. Brady. Yeah, uh, somebody texted in, and I forgot about this one. We did a field trip to Limerick when we were in middle school. That was pretty cool. That would have been cool. And then uh, one that uh, we did in college because I went to college in the middle part of the state. We did a uh, field trip to Centralia, and I know we've talked That's about Centralia cool. many times, but that was pretty amazing because that town is dead. There's nobody. There was I don't know four or five people still living there, something yeah. like that. But man, that was. That was a cool trip. That's a wild experience. We had people come to the schools we talked to before. That was all we ever had for yeah. the most part. So we had people who had been to those places who would come and tell us about them. I got faked out with a field trip when I was in grade school because I thought it was like an all-day thing, but it was like two hours to like Bartram Gardens, and that's in like West Philadelphia. We made <laughs> candlesticks, and yeah. then we were home. I mean, we were like back in school by like noon. It's not a field trip if you don't have to pack a lunch. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I did pack a lunch. So, really? you know, yeah, and like field trip lunches. I don't know if you guys are the same, but they were always like special. You know, you go to Wawa sure. before and you know, get a whole bunch of candy. Get a can of Yoohoo. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Megan? Hey, how are you? Good. Doing well. What's up, Megan? I how are you today? To... Oh, I'm good, thank you. How good. are you? You're still, still good. Where, still where, good. where did you go on your field trip? <laughs> Starting to get annoyed. Okay, I went to Quebec. <laughs> oh. Ah, okay. Was and, it, hey, let me ask you, was that for French class? No, it okay. was for a ski trip. For Spanish for a ski trip. Okay. <laughs> well, no, my, yeah. my son uh, went to Quebec. And oh, really? Was, uh, through, a, uh, through the French class, yes. Oh, well, the uh, okay. d- how uh, d- just to, like a couple of days or just uh, for the afternoon? <laughs> how it long was, was that trip? Five days. Okay. Five days. All right. Yeah, I was in Mount Treblant. It was a ski trip with the ski club in high school. It was my freshman year. Do, do you know it, where actually? It was also the last one. Well, that's that's a cool trip. You know, we actually went on on field trips. Actually, down here from yeah. New York, we came down to yeah, we we the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Uh, so there were the, the two trips I can remember taking out of state. 
were to Philadelphia. So that was the, the big the big trip you'd take. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys take the train or they bus you down? Buses. Okay. Yeah, but they they uh, we got hit by a train on the way down. Close <laughs> <laughs> to the track. We would take. Uh, they were sponsoring us for a little bit. Was uh, Craft Coaches? You guys remember they were? Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah. And so that's when we would do out of state. It would be. Um, uh, we would take their buses and and this, you. Always, it was always a cooler trip when you would get the craft coaches because uh, they had the buses with the bathrooms. The the in state trips had regular school buses, no bathrooms. Robert Craft coaches. They take it to massage. <laughs> yeah. 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 sixty bucks. Those are yeah. senior year <laughs> for the Robin Tug. To, to the uh, the Jack Shack. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me. <laughs> well, let me go to. Uh, High school is hard. Let me go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? That's hey, bud. So, uh, no, it's all good. You want to tell us about a trip you took in high school? Yeah, so it's kind of two trips uh, all around the same thing. So we were in a photography class in high school. The first international trip that the high school ever took, we went to Italy and Greece. Uh, we were there for like 10 days between the two countries, and I met Ten my days? wife. Jeez, I, saw, I went to a fish hatchery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you met your wife? I met my wife on this trip. You met your wife in... Uh, I saw salmon. Did she go to the same school, or did you? Or was she an Italian or Greek or what? So, so, so this is where it gets good. So she's Canadian. Okay. Her her school... She was lost. ...was on the same trip with us for the for the duration. Okay. Wow. You know what? I actually met people just like that. It wasn't Italy or Greece. It was Chile. And, uh, and these people met there in high school. Was it Chile or Chile's? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Maybe it was Chili. It was Chichis. <laughs> they kept talking about the, the salsa and chips that they kept getting. Yeah, free. It was, <laughs> it was Chili's, man. <laughs> we Kyle, got, we were wrong. Wait a minute. So, did you hook up with your now wife uh, when you guys were on the trip? So this is this is where it's not fun. Um, so I was dating a girl at the time. We'd been dating for a year, uh-huh. and. Uh, and so I was, you know, I like really hit it off with this, with my now wife uh, on this trip. But I was like, no, you know, I'd been cheated on uh, in high school. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be great. And then uh, the day after I got back, she broke out with me. No. Oh, really? All right. But you, for, you got the girl's phone number, though, from Canada, right? Well, yeah. So for my best friend, too, which really was not, I mean, that was just, it was a senior year was not a good time. Uh, it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so it, so then going to college, um, so we, we, you know, we, we kept in touch for like a year and then we, we both went off to college and before we went, uh, she came out to the East coast out here and, and we hung out for another week and we're like, you know, uh, we, we missed this opportunity. This is crazy, but you know, okay. let's try something long distance. So we, we long distance dated coast to coast. She was on the West Coast. I was on the East Coast. Okay. Um, hey, through college. That's great. We don't need the, the whole life story. <laughs> and then, of course, well, it comes It's in. wonderful. Does it have to do with your trip? And then which job is, and kids. Well, yeah, and before yeah. you know it, you're smoking cigars in the basement, hoping she goes away for a while. And you reflect on things, and you wonder, was this the right path to take? Kyle, I'm sorry. They're so mean. <laughs> no, listen. No, we're talking about trips. We're talking about, not necessarily about Kyle's personal life. Why was I life? so impressed with her Quebec <laughs> citizenship? I want to know how many kids they had. There's a second school trip. Okay. And then you're looking at insurance and retirement plans. (laughs) And you say, where did my youth go? How am I going to afford college with three kids? You look out the bay window you have to take out a loan to put in as tears roll down your cheek. Mm -hmm. Borrowing against your house. Mm -hmm. 30-year mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. All right, Kyle. Go ahead, Kyle. We've all been there. (laughs) So so in college, I I took another 
a, like study abroad trip to Scotland uh, with this photo school, uh-huh. and uh, kind of at that point decided that she was she was the one. Like this 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 is the woman. Yeah, and and a twenty three year old was in next door. <laughs> yeah, Re- I mean yeah, seriously. <laughs> And and plotted like okay, uh, and this is the spot I want to propose to her is here in Scotland because it just blew me away. Right. So for our five year anniversary, we I I said hey, we've been together five years. Let's take another trip. Let's go to Scotland. And I had friends who were doing that trip that year that the college did it every year. Oh, yes. okay. oh wait no a second! Way. I can't believe you let him go to a second story. Well, I thought no, wait, to do wait, the, I thought it was gonna be the student trip we're like story. Thirty seconds away from the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I need to know, Kyle, are you a photographer now? Yeah, actually, I work with BP a lot. Okay, okay. the oil right, company. Cool. Yeah. Or yeah. Brian. So, Brian. Oh, of course, of course, photography. Yeah. BP. So, um... Well, next time we see you, you can finish the story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, leave us hanging. Oh, It was good, though. Thanks. Thank you, man. Oh, thank thank you, Kyle. Kyle. What Goodbye. was the original topic? Uh, <laughs> we were talking about peanut butter and... <laughs> Which I'm having a little bit more of right now. <laughs> oh, my God. We could have all eaten. Uh, hey, I could have started my own brain. I'm going to go to Derek here. Hey, Derek, good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Sorry to bother you at work. Hey, hey, good, so here we are in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kyle under a different name. <laughs> What's up, man? Just give me the school uh, and the destination. Give me the short version because the last guy didn't seem to do that. Uh, <laughs> When I was in, like, ninth or 10th grade, I think, we took a school trip for a language class over. We went to uh, Madrid, Spain, Paris, France, London, England. And uh, how old were you? Uh, ninth or 10th grade, so 14. That is, honestly, God bless, that's, that's phenomenal that's that you awesome. got to do that. I went to a fish hatchery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what high school did you go to? Uh, it, was, it was great. Uh, the most memorable bubble. Memorable part is that uh, I can't remember. You met this girl from Quebec. <laughs> the last night there, we had a hotel party, and uh, that was the first time we drank as you know, fifteen-year-olds. Uh. And uh, I blacked out in London and woke up in New York City. Uh. Oh my god! Uh. <laughs> Wait, with with the school or with some other random trip? You ended up in New York with, with the school. Okay. That's how we- Came back, but uh, yeah, I don't remember going through two airports. A wow! So, so let me ask you something, Derek. If you're over in those countries, uh, the drinking age. drinking age facilitated that, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just went to a corner store. You know, I had like uh, the most facial hair out of the group, so I went in, and there was <laughs> no questions asked. I walked out with three bags full of. Vodka and bourbon, and uh, yeah. I don't remember much after that. You got right. to see Europe. Thanks. Hey, and what school did you go to, Derek? Uh, that was North Penn. Was, North uh, Penn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, big school, so they would have a lot of different activities and trips and things like that, I would imagine. Speaking of uh, the underage, my buddy uh, Ben was just in town. He's got an 18-year-old. They're going on a cruise to the BVI. Wow. And he's like, and he's going to be, his son's going to be allowed to drink. Yeah. He's 18 years oh, old. And is going to be allowed to drink on the ship. Wow. And I'm like, you going to let him? He's like, well, he can. So, yeah, I guess yeah, so. If, and, well. he, and I'm like, you're you're the dad. You can say no, you know. And, but he's also there to supervise. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, when, in high school, the really the only people that took these trips were the language. Yeah. So people are taking Italian. It would, would you know, somehow they'd work that. And it was always the parents had to yeah. come up with the loot and send them there. But it was yep. that, that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the concept of us. You know, having anything like that was ridiculous. Yeah, my nephew's uh, rugby team, and he was a sophomore in high school. They went to Spain last year 
which is crazy. Just Did they play in a tournament? Yeah. No. That's cool. <laughs> no. Just went to check out Mallorca. Uh, nice. In Barcelona. I got to go to this one. Let me go to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. Stop thinking of clams. <laughs> the advice to Gary. Yeah. What's up, Dan? Um, when I was a junior in high school, we were supposed to go to, I think it was a model UN. In, They're so uh, hot. State. Um <laughs> We got lost. The driver got lost uh, multiple times and throughout the directions uh, that we, we received at a gas station. So we ended up going to the Hearst Potato Chip Factory. <laughs> oh, you were supposed to go to Model UN and ended up at the Hearst Factory? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, right, that's right. I mean, it was interesting. They had, they had lasers that would shoot, you know, you know, bad potato chips off the conveyor belt with Stop this precise it. burst of air. I'm not sure. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I would I would choose the Hearst factory over the Model UN. But, but yeah. the question stands, though, so you're on your way to the UN and you get lost and you end up going to the Hearst factory. Can you just swing by the Hearst factory with busloads of people and say, do you mind if we take yeah. a look around? You we got, know? We got I mean, 300 kids here. Can yeah. we walk around your heavy machinery? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we had a we had, we had a guy who was part of a like a the Philadelphia Academies and he, he you know paid for a program Academy of Potato Chips of yeah he called I in graduated yeah right. yeah yeah interesting all right thanks Dan appreciate I, it. honestly now we're looking at a picture of the what uh, this appears to be a potato chip factory now I want to go see it yeah yeah I used to watch on uh, before how it's made came out they would uh, on oh, yeah. PCN or PNC or whatever yeah. they would they would always run the factory stuff PCN yeah, yeah. I, love it. I, I love would those watch shows. that as well I remember watching Fritos like yeah. sat there for an hour on how they made Fritos <laughs> All right so Steve I got to tell you the story and I'll try and make it as, as short right. as possible but starts um, with a woman from Quebec No but it does end with Model UN so okay. so my nephew with it, with uh, with my brother's family went to Italy this past summer they spent 10 days in Italy it was beautiful at one point they bought all these calzones and they they had too many so they sent my nephew, who's 16 years old, hey, can you throw these out? And so he went out to the front of the hotel. There was no trash cans there. So then he was, like, walking down the street trying to find a place to throw these these calzones out. Right. I mean, so he walks a, a, a block down from the from the hotel, and then he comes across these other teenage kids, and he goes, hey, do you, do you want these calzones? So instead of throwing them away, he gives them to these local Italian teenagers. Hey, right. here you go. Fast forward, uh, months later, he is in the Model UN, he is in D.C., and he sits down next to this kid that he gave the calzone to in in Italy back in uh, in July. Wow. It's pretty crazy. And they both recognize each other. Crazy. You. <laughs> you are the one who gave me the calzone. <laughs> I never forget you, face. <laughs> you saved my life. You didn't know the story. I had just hooked up with this crazy chick from Quebec. <laughs> Oh, my God. That is kind of wild. Isn't, isn't that it? pretty wild? Yeah, it's, it's a small world after all. It is a uh, <laughs> bit of happenstance. I'm going to go to uh, our friend uh, Craig Lagans, who's been on hold for a little while. Hey, Craig, good morning. What up, white folks? Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, uh, when my uh, senior class trip came about from uh, all-white privileged private school, my mom gave me the choice of either having a graduation party <laughs> or going to London, so I chose London. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Had to. It was a okay, so trip. but but it was a it was a, a school trip. Yes, uh, and you so your your school sent you over to London. Yes, and it was part of what program? The theater program. It was a yeah. We saw uh, three plays in five days. Uh, Is that we the actual there. play, or was that how many plays you saw? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Craig, how much did it cost? Uh, upwards of a thousand. And you got, so, did thousand. you have to raise the money by selling candy bars and that kind of stuff, or was it just paying out of pocket? No, just my body, mostly. So your body? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But wow, well, that, that's a cool trip. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why my mom said either have a graduation party or you go to London, so you can't have both. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That teaches yeah. you character. No, that's a then regret. That's a solid trip. Was it near the end of your senior year? Yeah, it was. Uh, this class trip was in April, and I graduated in May. So okay, that was it. so right oh, at the thing. end, dude, you're ready to escape, right. and then mm-hmm. you go to on a London. Go to London. Trip. How cool is that? I have to go to London, yeah. and yeah, it was incredibly cool. And what's even cooler because I was in the same uh, private school from second grade on to twelfth. When I was in seventh grade in French class, we had a pen pal exchange program, so I had to write to a school in uh, Quebec. And what my pen pal came to live with me for a week, and then I went up to Quebec and lived with them for a week. That was. Cut to Scotland. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. Wow. Trip, trip yeah, cool, yeah. Thanks, Craig. Good to talk to you, man. I just got bummed. Always good to talk to you guys. Right, I went to a fish hatchery. A fish hatchery. <laughs> so, you know, honestly, there's not a lot going on yeah. in a fish hatchery. That's a different topic, though. We brought up the pen pal. We did that also, and I stayed in contact with mine. She lived in Spain, I mean, for years. Oh, I still I still contact mine. Do you? Yeah, I stayed with a guy in France, and, and he came over and stayed with my family twice, and uh, I, I went and saw him a few years back. I mean, it's it's huh. stuff like that um, can be a lifelong relationship. What's his name? Sebastian Manzo. I was really close with his parents, um, and, and I mean, this is another story for another time, but I had appendectomy when I was there. Yeah. They took great care of me, so That's I mean, right. hey, yeah. when's the last time you were in touch with your pen pal? It, mine was years ago. Like, I think when we went to college we kind of lost touch okay you ever thought you about reaching back? writing me uh, you about know what i don't reaching uh, back out so mine was a little bit different than nick's we were um paired up we, you know like my high school or my school whatever grade i was in uh paired up with a school wherever she lived i just remember that her name was marta i don't remember her last name oh. we just sent letters back and forth and you know it was before social media so, yeah and yeah. um, we would send you know pictures every once in a while Okay. Name is Samantha. <laughs> the <Stop it>. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Pensbury High School is uh, headed to Shanghai. Yeah, they're nice going to play at uh, the Disney that's going to be opening up there. Uh, and they've played, they're the only high school band in the world to play every single Disney in the world. That's pretty, that's a nice little distinction. <laughs> that is tremendous. Kudos to the band director for uh, putting something like that together, which is uh, Frank Mazeo, by the way. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, Case, yeah. you look like you're going to give something I to the giveaway. How about Here that? Here we go. Uh, we'll take caller number 14, and we will give you Creed 2 on Blu-ray. Damn it, I still haven't seen that movie yet. I got to make sure I see that soon. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Legacy of Apollo Creed continues in Creed 2, starring Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. Own it March 5th on Blu-ray or own the digital movie now. We're going to take a quick break and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping. Visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this list of things that your home assistant can do that you may not be aware of. My home assistant, I mean either your Amazon Echo or your... Your Google, who's he, what's he, home. 
What is that called? Google, Google Home. Home. Yeah. Um, and there's some kind of interesting ones that are on here. And by the way, I will freely admit, Steve, when you first got the Echo, because you were right out of the gate. Yep. You got one. I'm like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> what do you need that for? And now, you never said it to me, and I appreciate that. What's that? You never said that to me, and I appreciate okay, that. Okay, no yeah. problem. <laughs> no, I just thought, come on. Yeah, what, yeah. Do you, what do you need what something like that for? I freely admit. Like, yeah. like, there's a lot of stuff. You know, I, I adopt tech immediately. Yeah. Hey, I don't have to get over and turn that light switch manually. That's a foot and a half away. <laughs> right, right. Because I, I get off on that stuff. So that's, yes. But now... The, the now more I, they learn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have it, you know, pop on and play music, or uh, you know, wh- whatever it may be. I'm well, turning the, those, information you need and so yeah. on. And the smart plugs, like you're talking about, at least during Christmas time for me, it was awesome to just say, "Alexa, turn the Christmas tree on." Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Oh, do, awesome. I don't have the smart plugs. There, we we you, got them. We finally got them for a couple of lights that are. It's a it's a pain in the head. Like in our office, you have to go over to the other side of the room, the desk, reach up underneath, and mm-hmm. and flip this switch and. And it's just easier if you're walking with handfuls of stuff to just say, you know, turn on the lights and the lights come on and it's it's a little easier. The integration. only one room. Right. And the integration is very easy. But there's – what I like about the, the Amazon – they're all great. What I like about the the, uh, the Amazon ecosystem is that they just do upgrades that are available immediately. Like, you know, yeah. like being able to make phone calls through your Alexa. You know, so it's a cool thing. these are games. Games. That you can play. With uh, your systems, and and I have some for the Echo and some for the the Google Home. I play Jeopardy virtually every day on my. Yeah, I haven't played that in a while. But there's uh, there's one like I'll, I'll roll out a, a couple of these. There's one uh, called Choose Your Own Adventure. This is for the Amazon Echo. Choose Your Own Adventure. Yes, one of the newest games added to Alexa in a partnership with Amazon audiobook platform Audible. Essentially, you can work through two Choose Your Own Adventure stories. The Abdominable Snowman or Journey <laughs> Under the Sea, and you use just your voice. And like uh, every choose-your-own-adventure tale, the decisions you take have an impact on the plot. So you can play a little game like that. The Abdominal, the abdominable Snowman, and what's the other one? No, Abominable Snowman. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, Journey Under the Sea. Wow. I didn't so, know this existed. So they're called Choose-Your-Own-Adventure. So you would have to say, and I'm not going to say her name because it will, well, sure, why not? Go ahead. Alexa, open Choose Your Own Adventure. If you say that, it will take you to this. All right, then uh, Google has a game called Mystery Sounds. Mystery Sounds. Oh, Mystery Sounds. And it is. Hmm, That's a mystery. What it sounds like, it says, can you uh, correctly guess a series of mystery sounds coming from your speaker taken out of context? They stole that from us. uh, Some are animals. Why did we do that? Yeah, we've done that. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's this mystery sound? Uh, yeah. Some are animals, some aren't, and uh, the challenge gets progressively harder as you go further. You can ask for help, but this affects your score at the end. Uh, then uh, the Echo has an Escape the Room. Well, here you go, Mr. Escape the Room. Have, have you tried it? I have not. My kids were playing it last week, and I was busy like doing making dinner or whatever, and I didn't get a chance to try it out myself. What did they uh, say about it? What's the re- what's the verdict? Well, they they got stuck at some point, and then we had to have dinner, so they quit, and we haven't <laughs> gone back to it yet. Right. But I would like to try it out. So you need to search your virtual surroundings, find clues, pick up objects along the way. The rooms get progressively more difficult to escape. At the moment, the game includes four different rooms to test your skill. There's a jail cell, office, car, and garage. I did hear them, like she would say, you know, uh, there's a wrench on the table. You pick up the wrench and you use it to this. Which way do you turn it? You know, in, in the last... Right, room, right. You can turn it in four directions. Which which directions do you turn it in? I bet you, you there's... try to figure your way out. Well, because right now they have, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, you know, the, the Google cameras... Uh, they can also they have this thing that that is coming out where you can Kathy you put it on your uh, 
in your uh, uh, closet and it'll, it'll assess what you're wearing and tell you, you know. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so the camera does. With a camera set up like this, you could have it scan the room and, yeah. and, and you know, place virtual clues around the room. I got to play that. I love escape room. I would do an escape room every day if I if I were able to do you it. You know, there's a new one over, by the way. Uh, uh, it's fairly new over on Germantown Avenue in Chestnut Hill. Okay. So you may want to check that out. I certainly I, I will. I think a good business plan would be to, I, I know they have mobile escape rooms. Yes. Uh, but to be able Immobile to. Immobile escape rooms. <laughs> no. No, like uh, to be able to bring it to somebody's house and and set it up in the house, set it up in the house, interesting house. Yeah, maybe that is actually a good idea. Pretty good idea. I like. Thank you very much. Uh, Here is one for Google called uh, "Absurd is the word." It says, "So, which would you save from a burning building, Abraham Lincoln or a fruitcake?" Fruitcake. If you uh, if your choice is the most popular (laughs) one, you win the round. (laughs) And you'll need a little too quick. It was a little absurd, Steve. You'll need a group of friends to play this one and a willingness to keep your tongue firmly in your cheek, it says. Okay. Uh, Alexa has 20 questions. I've played that before. Yeah. I have not. Is it good? <laughs> it's a standard 20 yeah, questions. Standard. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Is um, it that we, you got to try and guess what they're thinking of? You have to not guess what they're thinking of. Uh, no. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> Fruit cake. <laughs> you are thinking of something. It's like... Uh, Akinator. It's the same thing. Okay. Uh, only she asked the questions. I think uh, th- those are fun. You know, like it, it reminds me of the early days of uh, text-based games yep. on uh, floppy disks, you know, when computers were first, you know, home computers were first starting to hit. Have uh, you guys but, done the Akinator on yourself? Like, uh, you know, yeah. trying to do it with Preston or Steve? Yep. Yeah. Did you get, did they come out with you? Yep. Okay. That's cool. Yep. Not me. Uh, <laughs> you tried. We huh? have no listing for this individual. <laughs> This individual does yeah. not exist. The closest we have is Crank McIlwain. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, it came up with Nick McWhat the F. <laughs> the way Nick's name comes up when he calls me. Are you Gary Lauer? <laughs> Are you Craig Lodines? <laughs> like all these other... Hey, Lauer. <laughs> Are you Barsky? <laughs> uh, Let's play Escape the Room! So, <laughs> there's a game on Google called Six Swords. Six sticks. Swords. Six swords. sticks. No, six swords. Uh, it says this is one of their more advanced games available on the Google Home, so mm-hmm. save uh, this for game night, not when you're just trying to kill a few minutes of downtime. This fantasy adventure is based on classic Dungeons and Dragons. You explore cities, castles, and dungeons using voice commands in your imagination. So with the, uh, with the Echo, uh, I have um, little buzzers that you, when you play certain games, you can buzz in. Oh, really? Yes. And Handheld buzzers? Uh, like little uh, b- buttons. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, like the... Oh. And it will recognize who's buzzed in. Okay. Uh, then uh, Alexa has the movie challenge. Ooh. What's that? Uh, it says it hits you with... It has to do with movies. <laughs> it hits you with voice snippets lifted from movie dialogue and asks you to identify. So that let's, sounds fun. Let's... I've said... All right, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to I'm going to get us our own uh, our own Alexa for the uh, for the uh, for the studio. studio. Yeah, uh, we'll have to turn it off most of the time. Hush up. Yeah, <laughs> Alexa, do the show. Yeah, Alexa. All right, here's another one. Uh, this is on the Google. It says um, math marathon. Math. That's my. I love math because I'm horrible at it. Uh, it says it can boost your number skills for school and help you show off just how good you are at addition and subtraction under pressure. You get a sum to solve, then three potential answers. If you pick correctly, you move on to a harder question. See how far you can get without making a mistake. So I wonder if it's timed as well. Uh, Alexa has the lemonade stand. 
Uh, it says, can you run a successful lemonade stand business using only your smart speaker and your voice? Give this Alexa game a go and find out. You'll get clues about the, the weather, and then it's up to you how, much, how much you spend on lemonade and advertising. I love it. What? I could spend hours playing that. Um, no. that I think that's a game in and of itself. Yeah, yeah it says, like yeah. the original computer game. Yeah. It's simple to play, but very irresistible. Yeah, Steve, it's like Sims, you know, and, and people just sort of ended up being really attracted to it and, and getting sucked into this lemonade world and, uh, All right. and selling as a result. You All know right. what? I got, this is a bit of an offshoot here, but yesterday my son, I came in uh, the TV and he was watching one of these esports. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was watching an Overwatch tournament. And oh. I've, I've played Overwatch with him before. I zero fascination to me whatsoever and i like to play games yeah and i understand that it's a it's a big 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 money maker and is on the rise as far as a sport goes yeah but i'm sitting here watching this and he's pointing some stuff out to me and i go dude it's just i felt like old man i'm like it moves so kinetically so too quickly that i just i i can't it looks like a mess to me on screen and i find no entertainment Watching someone do this, me personally playing, different story. Different. It is different, yes. No, I, I agree. I, I get no enjoyment. And then they showed all the players who are like 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. Mind you. With headsets on. Headsets, and they were all playing uh, with keyboards and... I just fracked you. Uh, keyboards and, and mouses. Yeah. Which I did not know that that's the preferred way to play. He said that is... He's like, oh, yeah. He's like... The handheld stuff, the or the uh, you know console. The PlayStation, a console. He's like, no, nah, that's that's not even considered. So I bought uh, a while ago. I bought an Alienware computer. You know, like, and I said, okay, yeah, there's some games that I wanted, and, and I, I'm I'm like, okay, you know, at that, that time, uh, okay, so I'll get I'll get this PC, and I got a real gaming uh, laptop. I'm on it. I've got my super duper gaming mouse. I'm like, they're still killing me like crazy. And yeah. I'm like, well, why, did, why did I spend this amount of money to be a failure when yeah. I could have been a failure for much less? Yeah. Hey, I got a question, Preston, because you said mouses. Is that is it mouses or is it mice when you're talking about computer mouses? That's a good question. Yeah. I, I think it might be mouses because, right? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I'm with you. So anyhow, but uh, but I got a little flavor of that for the first time. I'd never really watched any of the esports stuff, and I just, I don't get it, but there's a lot of things I don't get. Yes. So whatever. All right, uh, here's another uh, game. This one is for Google. It's called uh, The Magic Door. The Magic Door. Use voice commands to move around an imaginary world of gardens, towers, seas, castles, mountains, and forests. A little bit of imagination is required to stay on top of where you are. Google, what's behind that door? I don't know. What you should be doing... (laughs) <laughs> but if you got an, experience, uh, uh, an extended period of time on your hands, this is an entertaining way to spend it. Google, I'm in the Arboretum. What's behind the door? I don't know. Uh, Alexa has a Yeti hunt game. And it was one of the earliest games that, that she had for you. It's the sequel to the Michael Hunt game. Uh, so, no, it, says, <laughs> it remains one of the best. As the name suggests, your goal is to hunt the Yeti you're trapped inside a cave with. Using the audio clues given to you by the uh, smart speaker to work out where the creature is positioned. Why are, the, why are we hunting Yeti all of a sudden? I don't know. What they do to us? They seem fairly benevolent. Sound like Paul McCartney there. Yeah. Are you sure? What's with the Yeti? <laughs> I, I always thought, well, yeah, you know, hey, you have to get into the game and sort of lose yourself, you know, because it's obviously, but it's theater of the mind. Yeah. I think it can be fun if... Now, if you are somebody who's into games like this to begin with, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. 
Um, you said you said your kids were enjoying the escape the room up to a certain level. So yeah, why not? Uh, then Google has the classic Hangman. Oh, I love Hangman. Do you really? Yeah, we play that like when we go out to dinner because <laughs> the kids always get their kids menus. Because so they're play, kids. Because they are kids. Yep. Yeah. Um, three of them. And uh, so we'll play Hangman there all the time. Do uh, Do you watch Wheel of Fortune? Uh, no, not that much. Okay. Not, not, not too often. Yeah, those kind of go hand in hand. Right, right aren't right, they? Similar? Yeah. Isn't that basically right. when Merv Griffin created Wheel of Fortune, he just basically said, I want a TV version of Hangman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at uh, Hangman with the kids because it's usually fart or poop. Okay. Oh, those and, are the uh, words? Yeah. And you crush. Yeah, yeah I crush. I'm like, okay, four letters. <laughs> fart. Uh, can I have an O? Okay, no O. <laughs> poop. Fart. <laughs> can I have an A? Oh, no A's. Poop. <laughs> You Dad, play? you're the master. You're the Serena Williams of this game. You play any of those other games uh, on the? Uh, we'll play the kids t- menu. We'll play, uh, no, well, whatever that. Yeah, I mean, I play along with the kids, like tic tac toe and stuff like that. Okay. Um, Do they even try to take you on in Connect Four? Because you are you are the Jedi Master. Dude, Santa brought me a giant Connect Four board, by the way. Really? Giant Connect Four board. Yeah. Should we have one in the studio here? I we, think we should have one in the studio here for you to when celebrities come in. Yeah. See what kind of Connect Four game. Yeah. All right, uh, let me, uh, hop it on Amazon again. So, uh, <laughs> a giant one or a little one? A giant one. Okay, because they do have giant ones that aren't like ours is uh, like plasticky. Okay, so you can we all want this one made out of uh, uh, elephant tusks. No, <laughs> no. those are oh. illegal. Oh, yeah. they are. Are they? Hey, right. Steve, real quick, why was Serena Williams at the Oscars last night? She was she presenting for. Um, I was why. it? Uh, it was like a good one. It was for a Best Picture nominee. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And she came out. I don't remember if it was for um, Driving Miss Daisy. What was the mm-hmm. Driving Miss Daisy? Green Book or the Green Book? <laughs> it might have been Green Book, but um, yeah, she, I just thought she was an odd choice for a presenter. A well, large shark terrorizes a New England town. Jaws. Wait, this is old copy. <laughs> uh, Nick, she talked about being the best uh, at what you do and, and so on as an huh. inspiration. I forgot what it was for. I am the best I, at what I do. Well, I remember I said Tom Morello was there as well. Yeah. yeah. There were some interesting uh, choices. So He was ba- there for, what was he talking about? Um, Come on, you can do this. Price. What's that? Vice. Vice, you're right. Yeah, Vice. Which he right. could have done Bohemian Rhapsody, but they brought out Dana Carvey and Mike Meyer. Yeah. Okay. So right. I have two more of these things to mention, <laughs> and then, then we're done. Uh, Trivial Pursuit Tap can be played on Alexa. Uh, it says most will be familiar with uh, Trivial Pursuit, and this Alexa game lets you play with your smart speaker and one, two, or three other players. Uh, you pick a category, answer the question, if... You've bought some Echo buttons to go with your speaker. And I you have go, Steve. them. Uh, you can unlock a different playing mode. Uh, the first to buzz in gets to answer the question. Okay. I'll you might want to pick them up, Preston. They're, they they hook up immediately. A lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, you know, for, for, if they keep adding games to this, you can uh, you can enjoy it. The okay. little, little buttons. And then one last thing from this article uh, is uh, for Google, and it's called I'm Feeling Lucky. It's a taxi driver game? Uh, no. Uh, lucky Trivia. Which gives you a better idea of what it's all about. It says uh, the game is actually called Lucky Trivia. You get a series of random trivia questions on everything from sports to geography. Play on your own or up to four other people. So uh-huh. Those are games that you can play on your home assistant. Do you ever? Because so, sometimes you'll see a thing pop up in your alerts, and it'll tell you n- things that newly available on whatever system you have. Yeah, whether it be Google or whether it be the the um, Amazon stuff. And so, sometimes you, you take a look, and there's there's a, a gem or two in there that you had no idea existed. You know, yeah. the, the ability to place calls through the the uh, system was something I just by happenstance found out came you across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There is a lot of stuff on there. There needs to be a, a nice comprehensive list. Maybe there is. I just haven't looked for it yet. I don't know. Anyway, just thought that was kind of interesting. Wanted to pass that along to you. I want to take a quick break. And as we do take a break, let's give away some more screening passes. We have a, uh, Captain Marvel. And well in advance of the release, it's going to be Tuesday, March 5th. It doesn't open until Friday, March 8th. We're headed to the Regal Warrington. And if you'd like to go, you need to be there by 7 o'clock. The movie starts at 7.30. We'll take five callers and put you on our exclusive list to see this much-anticipated movie. 215-263-WMMR. The number will be right back. You stay with us. MMR rocks Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. A gigantic 18-foot-tall R2-D2 is coming down. The giant hoagie has come down. There have to be 20 people inside that thing. Join the party Friday, March 1st at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. This is like mummers on acid. Mummers on acid on snow. It's a spectacle on snow where everyone has a blast. Amazing cardboard creations, thrilling runs, and epic fails. Be a part of the gallery up and down the tubing hill. There are people rolling on top of each it's other. Complete pandemonium! Hit the slopes on the cheap with the MMR VIP lift ticket special. Just $20 available until noon on February 27th or while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019 at Jack Frost Mountain. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. Live like a captain. Join the group. And sponsored by Sprint and J.P. Mascaro and Sons. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, and uh, the Bizarre Files brought to you by City Auto Park. Shop the President's Day event with just a click at DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. I'm going to start with a horrible story. Okay. It's a terrible story, but it certainly belongs in the Bizarre File. Maybe you guys saw this headline over the weekend. A Greenville, South Carolina woman died after being mauled by two of her own dogs despite neighbors' best efforts to fend off the attack. Yeah. Nancy Dismuke uh, lost a large amount of blood after she suffered several extremely severe dog bites to her upper extremities at her home on Thursday. Neighbors say they heard the attack and they came running to her mobile home to see what had happened. They found her two boxer mixes biting on both of her arms and dragging her body back into the home. A preliminary investigation shows that she was wrestling with her dogs in the front yard when they turned on her and they became aggressive. Uh, One of the neighbors, Amber Greer, said it went from looking like they were really playing to them really eating her alive. A neighbor, Denzel Whiteside, said uh, Disembuke would often play with the dogs outside and put her arms in their mouths, you know, just playing around, and then quickly realized that the wrestling this time had turned violent when the two of her dogs were tearing at her flesh. Uh, Whiteside grabbed a blunt axe while roommate William Long grabbed a drive shaft beside a vehicle. They both began beating the dogs to free her. He said when they finally got the dogs off of her and uh, they got them to go, she threw her body over the fence. He said she didn't jump. She threw her body like you've never seen before. They were eating her. Uh, Whiteside said he expected her to survive and was shocked to hear that she had died. And he wished he could have done more. He said she had already gone so far. Uh, one arm was already bit completely off, Ooh. and the other arm was barely hanging on by a piece of meat. Good Lord. Yeah, he said it was the longest 10 minutes of my life. Once on scene, deputies uh, applied tourniquets to her arm in an attempt to stop the bleeding. She was taken to an ambulance to the hospital, and she died about 10 o'clock that evening. Animal this control, is horrible. Uh, yeah, they took the, uh, the two boxers and uh, took them away from the scene. They were scheduled to be euthanized on Friday. 
Uh, neighbor Miranda Disenbuke said she was like a little angel, one who kept to herself but was friendly with those in the neighborhood. She was a very sweet lady, and she was often seen outside either cooking or playing with her dogs. Just twisted, just messed up. Horrible, horrible Something story. switched. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right, a man with no arms uh, stabbed his dad in the stomach with a scissors blade. God, you, come on. Give it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah. That's, I mean, that's it's hard. Well done. How do you do yeah. that? Well, he held the scissors blade between his toes. Uh, uh, wow. Roy, Roy O'Connor slashed his father, Kevin O'Connor, with a makeshift weapon at the family home. However, despite needing major surgery, the victim said that his main concern was for his son's well-being. The full title of the movie, by the way, is I'm Going to Stab You with My Left Foot. Uh, Mr. O'Connor added that the attack would not stop him from supporting his son. Matthew Roberts, prosecuting, said O'Connor was born with no arms as well as a number of other medical conditions. He had played in able-bodied football teams and swam competitively for Wales. It's amazing. Uh, He said the defendant had taken to carrying a weapon, uh, one blade from a pair of scissors between his toes after an incident in which he was threatened while walking in a woodland. Uh, the court heard his parents were concerned and frustrated about him carrying a weapon. Uh, but last year, the defendant and his dad had an argument about the blade. Mr. Roberts said the father picked up a uh, meter-long tube from a vacuum and prodded his son in the chest. And then O'Connor struck out with his foot and slashed his father in the abdomen with the scissor blade. Uh, the court heard the victim needed serious medical intervention, including surgery. O'Connor's admitted wounding on the basis of his actions were reckless rather than intentional. And the court heard he had no previous conventions, uh, convictions. I'm sorry. Kevin O'Connor said his greatest concern was for his son's well-being and safety. He described the events as regrettable. Uh, he was sentenced to a 12-month community order, 100 hours of community service work, and a rehabilitation court. I see a movie in this, though. <clears throat> yeah, Connor maybe. Connor toes. Uh, man, here's another terrible story. Uh, what are you doing to us? Well, let's see if I... Hey, listen, if it's bizarre, it, it fits the criteria, so I'll, go ahead. I'll have a lighter one after right. this, but maybe you guys caught this one, too. At least 84 people died and another 200 hospitalized from drinking tainted liquor in two separate incidents in India's remote northeast. What was this, like, homemade stuff? Yeah, well, I I, I believe so. Yeah. The, the victims of one of the most deadly bootleg liquor-related yeah. incidents ever were mostly tea plantation workers. The workers consumed the tainted liquor laced with methyl alcohol, a chemical that attacks the central nervous system, and started falling unconscious. Uh, they were rushed to nearby hospitals, and the death toll rose to 84 by Saturday. The health minister said around 200 people who felt sick uh, after drinking the toxic liquor are in hospital, some in critical condition. The owner of a local brewing unit and eight others have been arrested. Wow. Uh, police are pursuing other uh, people believed to be connected with to the racket as part of an ongoing investigation. That's horrible. All right. All right. Happy story. Yeah. Lighter story. How about this? A South Florida man stole collectible coins worth tens of thousands of dollars. And then he ran them through the grocery store change no. machines. Oh, man. That returned just a fraction of their value. <laughs> 20-year-old Shane Anthony told investigators he stole the commemorative presidential dollar coins and other items from a North Palm Beach office in December. So what did he think? The coin star would recognize their value? Or is he no, just no, no, staggeringly no. He, stupid? No, he didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know they were worth $33,000. Unbelievable. And Arrestport says that uh, he sold some coins for a few thousand dollars, and then he ran many of them through change machines that only produced their face value. Uh, he was charged with grand theft along with unrelated drug charges. Do you know anybody ever collected uh, coins no. and got, was serious about it? When I was growing up in my neighborhood, there was a guy who had was rumored to be a very, very um, uh, 
pricey coin collection. I mean, and this this guy was re- really serious. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of coins. No. Uh, so that's it. That's the B file, and I have got a digital download for Ralph breaks the internet. Ah. Nice. Let's take caller number nine. Yeah, and I did go. Two one five two six three WMMR. It's available now. Caller number nine. Uh, available digitally and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray DVD and on demand. Uh, that starts tomorrow. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's set you up. We'll be right back. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush, a video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. All right, wrap this thing up here in just a moment or two. Right, we are done, right? No, we're not done. No, we're not. I guess I got lesson question to go. I'm like, wait a minute. This seems really, really early, early to be wrapping up. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. And now we moving into the weekend. No, we still got things to give away. Uh, so let's make sure we take care of that. We're going to do today's lesson question. We have a. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I thought we were done. I'm out of it today. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're doing great. I've not felt well at all today. A uh, pair of tickets to see Match Room Boxing on March 15th at the Leah Course Center is what we will give away. And let me see here. What will we do? Snog is a British word for what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. And it's not kiss, which is the actual answer or making out, uh, but it's something Steve said early, early this morning. Snog is a British word for what? If you're listening and you know, then you should call right now. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we will do the trash and we'll see if we can give you a prize when you get through. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Dunkin'. Girl Scout Cookie inspired flavors are back at Dunkin'. You can enjoy $2 medium lattes and cappuccinos from 2 to 6 p.m. Preston and Steve run on Duncan. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Chris Hemsworth announcing, yes, it's a go. He will be playing legendary wrestler Hulk Hogan in a new movie. In the film, Hemsworth will reportedly square off against Rowdy Roddy Piper, as portrayed by Tori Spelling. <laughs> oh, my God. Jordan Woods reportedly denying hooking up with Tristan Thompson right to Khloe Kardashian's face, but then later admitted to it. Woods explained the face-to-face lie, saying she was distracted because Khloe had a full goat carcass stuck in her teeth. Oh, my God. And finally, mega-rich owner, did you see this, of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank just bought a $180 million, 240-foot super yacht. In fact, the yacht is so big, it was once raped by a blue whale. Whoa. <laughs> Huge yacht. And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the question. Uh, what, uh, I'm sorry, Snog is British for what? 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. And let's see if we can get a correct answer. I'm going to go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Gadzooks, how you doing? Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so uh, Snog is British for what? Oral. Oral. What do you think? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to yeah. Hummer is what Steve specifically said, but... We're feeling fairly generous today. So hang on a second, Ryan. For you, we have a pair of tickets to see Matchroom Boxing, and that is March 15th, Leah Core Center. You can get tickets at leahcorecenter.com. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 
All right, we're going to start with uh, this news, and I was uh, bummed out to hear this. Peter Frampton, the legendary guitarist whose 1976 record Frampton Comes Alive is still one of the best-selling live albums of all time, has revealed that he's going to stop touring because of a rare degenerative muscular disease. This just stinks. Yeah, he announced this on Friday. His next tour will be his last and opened up uh, for the first time about his condition in an interview with CBS This Morning on Saturday. Uh, Frampton said that he's been furiously recording music since he was diagnosed with inclusion body uh, myositis, or situs, myositis, I guess is how you pronounce it, a rare and incurable inflammatory condition which causes muscles to weaken slowly. So it's like yeah. uh, like a little bit, it sounds like dystrophy. Yeah. Um, between October and uh, just two days ago, he said we've done like 33 new tracks. I just want to record as much as I can, you know, now for obvious reasons. He said, going upstairs and downstairs is the hardest thing for me. Uh, I'm going to have to get a cane. <clears throat> and then the other thing I noticed, I can't put things up over my head. Uh, he was diagnosed about three and a half years ago after a fall on stage. The disease progresses gradually. But sometime around last September, October, he came off tour. He felt the effects speed up. He started to make plans to leave the road after a particularly bad fall while on vacation with his daughter in Maui. He said what will happen, unfortunately, is that the effects, uh, it, it affects the finger flexors. Well, there you go. And that's the first telltale sign is the flexors, you know. So for a guitar player, it's not very good. So one of the greatest of all time. And uh, so, you know, uh, and all I've ever heard, I, we'd love to, you know, have had him on the show uh, but all we've ever heard about him is that he's just the nicest guy. I think Chuck was saying that uh, he had a chance to. He's been here a few times. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he did some stuff uh, downstairs, and he did stuff with Pierre over the years as well. We we, we spoke to him years ago. Was it on the phone? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was on the phone, and okay. he was a super-duper nice guy. And uh, I got a couple of clips to play for you. Here's uh, this him talking about it. Um, inclusion body myositis, which is what I have. Going upstairs and downstairs is the hardest thing for me. I'm going to have to get a cane. And then the other thing I noticed, I can't put things up over my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another clip of him uh, talking about uh, losing his playing ability. What will happen, unfortunately, is that it affects the the finger flexors. So for a guitar player, it's not very good. Um, Have you felt that already? Yes, but I'm able to play great. In a year's time... Maybe not so good. And he is a great guitar player. He's very, very tasty. If you listen to his guitar solos, mm. uh, they're just so well done. So Frampton comes alive. You know, I think of that around the same time, or in the, at least in the same in my mind, like uh, around the time uh, Night at the Opera. You know, and those those albums where you just go, "Oh my God, have you heard this?" Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. you know, and that was sort of a, a greatest. He had already been recording, and those were collections of of. Uh, collection of great of songs he'd already recorded done oh, live yeah. yeah it was just a live yeah. version for some reason or another really connected with people uh this is him talking about uh, playing as long as he can we're going to be playing the forum and we're going to be playing madison square garden and i have played those in many many years and my kids are going to be there yes it'll be a, a sad occasion when the last date happens i know that i will be at the top of my game for this tour and i will make it through this and people won't be saying oh he can't play as good. I can, you know, um, but we just don't know for how long. Uh, he had said that um, he was. He waited to tell his kids because he wanted to be absolutely sure. Uh, when he told them, they were devastated. But he said, "He said, look, it's not life threatening." Okay, I'm glad to hear that. No, he said it's life changing. Yeah, no question. But it's I'm not going to die from this. So 
Uh, he said they've been phenomenal. Everyone, all of my, and then he said every one of my ex wives has been wonderful. <laughs> I have to say, and then he, he was laughing about that. But. I saw him play on the Glass Spiders tour, David Bowie. I mean, I that helped to revitalize his career because he was as a solo artist. Yeah. He was kind of that was out. He, it was he, over. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't do the hits anymore. But uh, man, oh man, yeah. see him on stage and and Bowie was. I remember during the show, Bowie was like. Do you see who's playing yeah, guitar take here? Take a look at what we have it, here. That's how special. cool it was, yeah. Yeah, so Peter Frampton, class act. So that's that's sad to hear about that. Uh, Mike Shinoda took to Twitter to clarify remarks that he made in an interview about possibly replacing uh, Chester Bennington in Lincoln Park. When asked recently if the band was looking for a replacement, he said, that's not my goal right now. I think it has to happen naturally. And if we find somebody that's a great person and that we think is a good personality, uh, personality fit, and good stylistic fit. I could see trying to do some stuff with somebody. But apparently some fans took that to mean that the band was looking for a new singer. He took to Twitter to clarify that he was not saying that they're going to replace Bennington, just that he wasn't against the idea. He said, let me clarify a rumor. We're not looking for a new singer. And if it were to happen organically, I'd be open. Seems pretty clear. Yet I guess some folks have a hard time understanding. And he added, I'm not predicting the future. The future will happen. Stop making S up. Which he's right. Harumph! Duff McKagan has now followed Slash and Richard Fortas in saying that there is a very real possibility that Guns N' Roses will record a new album in the future. He said, I heard some new material and there's been some jams going on and that's the next step for us in the GNR thing. Asked if the potential for a new record was real. He said, oh, it's real. Uh, But the fun part and the cool part about Guns N' Roses is we don't really talk about it and what happens next just happens. It's never been the band that there's a direct schedule of how we do things. He said, I've heard some magnificent stuff that Axel has, really cool stuff that he'd been working on. So I'm excited about the possibilities of that, of course. I don't mean to get anybody rabid. A new album will happen when it happens, that's for sure. Did you hear any of the new uh, the Motley Crue music that they've recorded for the... Uh... Funny that you mentioned that. Ah. Uh, there are three new songs for the soundtrack of the band's upcoming biopic, The Dirt. But the L.A. Quartet has also done a fourth tune, a cover. Did you hear about this? I did not. Like a Virgin from Madonna. <laughs> oh, really? really? Yep. Interesting. Nikki Six said that he came up with the notion to cover the track, but thought that it was a really horrible idea. Uh, at first, he told producer Bob Rock about it, with Rock replying, yeah, I don't know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but Six impressed Rock and Tommy Lee with a rough demo of the song, so the band completely reworked the track, uh, but left the lyrics unchanged. Asked if Madonna knew about the recording, uh, Six said, I don't know. She will soon, I imagine. Uh, maybe we can get her in the video. You want a related story here? Sure. All right. The <laughs> Lady Gaga-Madonna feud is now over. Madonna invited Lady Gaga to the post-Oscar party. That's probably a smart thing for her to do. I think so. You know? Why not? Yeah. Put it behind you. Uh, the Dirt will premiere, by the way, in the Motley Crue movie on Netflix on March 22nd. Uh, one last story. Corn and Allison Chains are planning to hit the road together this summer. Uh, both bands shared similar video teasers online late last week, although the trek has yet to be officially announced. The existence of the tour was previously confirmed via the Ticket to Rock promotion, which allows fans to buy discounted tickets to a number of this year's big metal and rock Summer bills among the cities. Corn and Allison Chains are expected to hit Camden, New Jersey. So they will be in town. And I have free music Monday, as mentioned earlier. Bad Flower. I have got a digital download of the debut full-length 
album from Bad Flower. It's called OK, I'm Sick, and it's out now from Big Machine Records. Bad Flower. Uh, let's take caller number 15 and set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR. So go ahead and give us a call right now. While we're taking your call, we'll take a break. Come back in a second, and then we'll wrap things up. <laughs> Not like I said before. End of the program next. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Besides, uh, you know, great uh, performer and songwriter and all that stuff, there was a moment in uh, the video for uh, Do You Want to Touch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember it or not, but she's wearing like a... Um, Bikini. Well, yeah, but she starts off in, in like a trench coat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. just opens it up real fast. Yeah. And she's in a bikini. I was like, whoa. Well, there you go. I think it's the only time we ever saw Joan looking like that. Uh, but a lot of great songs, and uh, Joan, along with Shinedown and the Struts and Evanescence and um, Fozzie and Bad Wolves and Glory Sons and uh, local band Saravo, uh, will be there. It's May 18th, the Saturday, BB&T Pavilion. Get yourself ready for that. Well, looky, looky. Look what the wind blew in. Man is back, and there is a lot of wind blowing this man around. That's correct. Sierra Bear, how you doing, man? I am wind blown. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Peebo. You got you got a button that's undone right there. In the so middle. sexy. Go down right there. Thank that you. one. Yep. Yeah. I like I like your outfit though. Thank you. Yeah, nice I do too. Shirt. The gla- yeah. and the glasses and the watch. Yeah, you Thank look you. good. Thank you. Thank you. Biffy. That's what rest will do. Relaxation. Yeah. A couple weeks. You It'll feel be good? gone. It'll be gone I soon. I feel right. good. Now you said you were going to open up your wolf reserve, and I, uh, how, did that go well? It went well. Okay. <laughs> um, and I howled with those wolves. And I mean, we recorded it. It's going to be on a future uh, National Geographic awesome. special. You're yeah. going to, you particularly, Steve. I, I will be there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. With and my meat. When I wasn't doing that, I was also um, helping Kathy with her clutter. Uh, hoarders, um, <laughs> yeah. if you guys are listening, next stop, Miss Romano's house. <laughs> Man, so, I mean, I think we made a lot of progress, though. So the public persona of this very antiseptic, clean person, she, the truth of the matter is she's... Is a, I'm a hoarder. L- tons of... <laughs> lie, lie, lie. Uh, not true. However, I would like help with my basement if uh, you'd like to come by. The whole thing is a disaster. I mean, all Thank that you. stuff that you... I, I mean, every room, magazines, like, did you ever throw anything away? Oh, stop it. Come I, on. Listen, I had a... And uh, the dust, the level of dust... I mean, when I did my white glove test, I was going, oh, you pathetic, poor child. Well, she has you her were. basement is full of death's head moths. I know. And uh, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's chilling. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a strange house, but a good one. Wait, so you mentioned magazines. Let me just tell you the story real quick. Um, I knew somebody who was a hoarder, and, or her parents, and um, they had every magazine ever sent to them and purchased at the store. They didn't throw anything out. So there were stacks of them. They were underneath the couch. Wow. Best part is we opened the oven. They were in the oven. Oh, my God. Stacked in the oven. So they never used their oven. So you Filled with magazines. Did you? So you watch the show. The magazines are always a big thing. And and, and the mindset and the psychology that forbids them from, from getting rid of whatever that reason is. And they actually... You'll see it, Preston. You know they'll, they'll start to. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. No, you, you get as if something 
a curse or something will happen to them if they get rid of these things. And you know what was funny? There was one room in the house that didn't have that stuff that was like perfectly set up, but nobody could go in it. Uh-huh. You weren't allowed to go in it. So there was oh one room God. right when you walked through the front door, looked nice, didn't think you were in a hoarder's house. And then when you pass by there, forget it. I had a touch of it and a friend helped me. Came over to the house. I mean, nothing like that, but... And firebombed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, almost. Yeah. Um, and if you get a friend to sit across from you who is tough... Yeah. And you get a stack of items that need to be gone through. And what they do is the friend kind of um, facilitates it. The friend says, all right, ma- item one, magazine. And you go, uh, 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 five seconds, Done. gone. Uh, item two, old sunglasses, uh, gone. I, I mean, and you, you have to you have to play seriously if you're the type that types to that tends to save things. But it really works. Well, there's a, a Netflix series we were talking about that about this this woman has become sort of a, a quasi superstar because she goes around and helps people get rid of clutter, and it's basically that. Tidying up. Tidying it's up. supposed yeah. to be, yeah. oh, if it does not bring you immediate joy, joy get rid of it. Get yes, rid of it. yes. Yeah. She has become quite something. I have a takeoff on that book by a very funny woman named Sarah Knight, who goes, the uh, magic art of not giving an F. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she, she's very funny. Sort of a takeoff on I that. I like that. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you had a nice trip. Very pleasant. Excellent, man. And I'm sure you'll bring everybody up to speed on your... Uh, adventures when you get on your program here, but I will. We need a letter of the day from you. If we do, yeah, we do. Okay, all right. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter C is in Casey. All right, we'll start with that, and we have four tickets to see WWE live, and this is Saturday night in Atlantic City, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And we'll give you two hotel rooms for the night, too. Come to the Legends of the Ring Friday night at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino when Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair discuss the WWE. And then on Saturday, WWE Live takes over Atlantic City at the Hard Rock. You can get tickets at Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City. Dot com. So what's in store for today, my man? Back oh, at work. Thank you. Yep. Uh, George Harrison had a birthday yesterday. We'll celebrate today with some of his amazing songs. A uh, workforce block of The Offspring, a workforce block of Aerosmith are in store for us. Very nice. Wonderful. Let me uh, thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme, uh, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, winter airport parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International and... The Atlantic City Boat Show, February 27th through March 3rd. So that is this week at the Atlantic City Convention Center, acboatshow.com. Uh, tomorrow on our program, actor Mads Mickelson. Ah, uh, so cool. He'll be on the phone, but in the studio will be a gentleman named Aaron Scotty. And uh, is Aaron the director of the movie? He's Nick? one of the producers. One of the producers. And he's from Conchi, and he is thrilled to be coming in studio tomorrow. Uh, the movie is called Arctic, and that is out in theaters now. So we will have him here, and uh, Mads on the phone should be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Why is it that when you're stoned, every car around you is a white SUV? Next message. I love when I Google Bill Weston's picture and I see this salt and pepper haired man. Oh, Bill Weston, he's a little sex symbol. I know he's a freak. Next message. You both go, Mark, yeah. Why don't you finish the f- song? We both know how it f- goes. What is the thing? What is the f- thing?
the Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 